Let's go. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is it. This is where the magic happens, right here. Cool. Oh. Matt, I don't think I've met you. Ooh, let's go. I was okay. thinking about Zach. Is this how, we, is this how we're starting it? I, I kind of want I was telling Matt that I want to um, get this audio. Okay, this is the thong song already. I know. I have that good of recall. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, w- I want to get this audio. So, like, we're 800 shows in, and we don't have, like, anything fancy. Like, we don't have an audio or not. But I was thinking I should start every show with, like, 30 seconds of this. Yeah, let's do it. You guys get, get in trouble for this? Here we go. Well, yeah. my- P- press play. You won't yeah. get in I got you. Ready? <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Savan Podcast. With your host, Siobhan. Co-hosted <laughs> by Matt. And then, and then uh, Caleb, do an audio like cheer. Can you do like, wait, I know I have a button here somewhere. Damn. I knew I had like, isn't it, do we have something where it's like, <sighs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, so Damn. the bang. Good morning. Morning. Will I get in trouble if I play like if I No, because a lot of times these people don't have copyrighted shit. Um, I found that, dude, I've got some hacks to using co- uncopyrighted music on YouTube, but I always credit the artist who like does who does it, you know? Gotcha. If, I, if I use like little segments. So Ooh. I'd have to okay. Dude, play my theme song. Go to go to um Go here. www Zach go, Tellender. No, it's Tellender. Yeah, go, go to Tellender. A, like a, a Lift Companion episode. Um. So just go go to my uh YouTube channel. Zach, am I pronouncing your last name right? Tellender. Tell, Tellender. Yes. Okay. Andrew had to school me yesterday. I'm happy to be here, guys. Dude, I'm stoked yeah. you're here too. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I thought you were um I I thought you were blowing me off and then um. Uh yeah, so if we go to this is fine. This is a lift companion episode. Uh yeah, press, press play. You'll hear my GPT theme song. Program I got Olympic this from a guy on TikTok. TikTok. Is programming really that important? Will Dylan and Zach finally shave off their mustaches? That and much more in this episode of the uh, lift, lift companion. companion. <laughs> Listen to this theme, dude. This from that movie Drive. No, dude, this guy made this song, and it's our song now. You can see Live Companion theme at the bottom. Oh, it's kind of funky, right? Yeah, that's the name of the guy. Kind of funky, right, on TikTok. He, so I'm like, I DM'd him. I'm like, dude, your music is amazing. Can you make us a song for Lift Companion? He's like, yeah, what are you looking for? I'm like, well, I'm going to got to be honest with you. This song that you made is amazing. He said, take it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Wow. So that's our theme song now for our little show that we do. And uh, the show that we do is like, I, I'm, people are going to start copying it. I know it. And that's totally fine. I'm just, we're just going to sure. do it better. But what we do is we just mic up and we just fucking lift. And, and, um, we've had, we had a comedian on. It was so funny. We had this, uh, we had Nikki Rodriguez, who's a jujitsu guy. Um, we've had Chris oh, Williamson. I love Nikki. Was he was yeah. he, he wasn't wearing underwear? I bet. Did you see his penis <laughs> flopping around in there? I love Nikki Rod. <laughs> Honestly, you did do. you see the outline of his penis? 
No, I, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. All right. Ron, You're tall. Moved. Hey, it's right at eye level for me. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you. Homie's got a fucking You guys are quick on the draw here. I love yes. this. You guys are quick on the... Anytime we make any references, Savan, you're quick on this. Or is who's doing these? Okay. Oh, you can't see him, Caleb. Oh, Caleb, Caleb. I would show you him, but then I'd have to kill him. Caleb, stay involved, man. Get like (laughs) literally every word I say, have a fucking page ready for me. You know? Hey, Zach. So he said he, you heard it. You heard the song and he said, hey, just take it. Yeah, I was like, uh, Colton Mertens. Holy shit. Is that actually Colton Mertens? The Colton the, Mertens? The Colton and he's Mertens. actually pretty Fuck. smart. He usually Dude, doesn't I should be saying, what's up to you, bro? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I DM'd the guy. I'm like, this is amazing shit. And no one really knew about him. Like, he's kind of big on TikTok. And, uh, yeah, I was like, dude, make me anything. And he, he's like, no, like what, what type of stuff do you like? I'm like, this one that you just made is a fucking fire. He's like, I'll send you the, the, uh, let's see if we can find which one it is. Um, Hey, that's a great idea for a show. Why hasn't anyone done that before? It's just mic'd up guys working out. Yeah. So basically what happens is like, I watched the Nikki rod episode where you pass the, the D uh, DJI around. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, we were, we, we, I ain't hating. I, I ain't hating. Yeah, we should have had a. We we had some technical difficulties, but yeah, we're um. That's our thing now. Um, but yeah, the the song theme song guy gave it to us, and we're we've been stoking ever since about it. It's been awesome. I'm not even making this up. I'm not even stealing this from you. But yesterday, <laughs> I was walking around my house in the middle of the afternoon, naked, mm-hmm. and my wife said the exact same thing you said to that to that DJ. That's amazing. And I <laughs> res- and I responded the same way the DJ did. We'll just take it. Just take it. Just I'm not going to give you even a, a. I'm not even going to raise parts of my mouth to smile, Savant. That's, <laughs> she's, she's I'm not even. Allison NYC, who is this? I like him already. Oh, just well, wait, Allison. Allison. Um, yeah, yeah, you right. Gotta, you just got to search my name, YouTube. Zach Tellender. <laughs> <laughs> take it all in zach take it all in before i pull her name down there you go okay um you popped up on my radar during the um during the uh sad and uh exciting and exhilarating uh uh and ex- and positive uh well it's not sad i guess rebirth of uh my friend brian johnson ah brian johnson yeah and whom you've had on the show, correct? Yeah. Yep. He cried here. Um, wow, interesting. Yeah, he shed a tear. It happens now and again. Do it you want to go in or do you want to go into that? If you want to. I'm 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 I love talking about everything. I'll subscribe to yours if you subscribe to mine. <laughs> hey, dude, that's such a fair deal. That is should I, should I share my screen? Okay, sure, share what share whatever you how want. How do how do I share screen? Uh, um, if you click the little present button, I think there's like a TV. It's like a plus. Ah, uh, yeah. Present is Uncle uh, is Uncle Lazar Hunter McIntyre's doppelganger. Who this cat right here? Zach. He doesn't look like oh, Hunter. Uh, Uncle Laser is uh, he's a guest that I had on. Oh, oh, that dude. You should play the clip when he talks about. Oh yeah, the dick. short. Yeah, Nash's he's like a short hunter. Yeah. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll pull it up. Okay, you got it. You just bring it in the show. There it is. Oh, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Allison NYC, I don't see you anywhere. Oh, wrong platform, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, only fans. Only fans. Yeah, I won't be doing that. God, you're a dick already, Zach. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Off to a hot, hot start, Sivan. Welcome to the show. (laughs) So so what are we getting into here? Are we getting into the uh, Brian Johnson lore, or what do you want? What do you want from me? Um, I just want to say this. Uh, yesterday, when you answered your phone, that was really cool, by the way. Oh. And, and and I've never done that in a show, 800 shows in, where I call random people online. I've always kind of been opposed to it. I thought, like, there was something maybe, like, ethically or immoral to call someone and they not know we're live. But then I did you, and then I got on a roll, and I did Daniel Brandon, and it was I was two for two. And I was just like, it really made my day that you answered. Yeah. But what happened was someone in the comments said, hey, you should get Zach Tellender on. And so I just pretended like you weren't coming on today and like that I had your phone number I acted all like a big shot. And then when you answered, I was like, fuck, this is this bit slain. <laughs> I'll do literally anything to partake in a bit, by the way. <laughs> I will go the distance. I will like shave my head just for a fucking two second laugh from a stranger that I don't even know. Me too. Isn't you laughing know? great? It's the best, dude. I like so. Uncle Laser. Uh, we'll we'll sidetrack before we get into Liver King. Uncle Laser is a great comedian. Uh, Caleb, pull him up on on. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my fucking god, dude. Th- this isn't even the funny one. Go to his. Go to Uncle Laser's. Um, Does he live near Instagram? you? Instagram. Yeah, he lives in Austin. I'm I'm getting him on my podcast on Sun on Sunday or something. All right, so. Go down, keep going, keep going, keep going. You'll see where he's in the gym with with us. He's a Bob Marley fan. I love Bob. There we go. This one. So uh, maybe it might be the next one. That one has 4.5 million views last time I checked. Holy Are, shit. That, wait, that one has 203,000 likes, but 4.5 million views. Anyways, my entire Instagram account has that many likes, like yeah. cumulatively. So this is the video that we did with him. Anyways, this guy is so pure of heart that when we we I've hung out with him a bunch, like at the bars and and just going out. He is like any time that there's tension between a group, like at all, like it, let's say boys are talking shit and then it gets a little bit heightened. He just comes in and does like clown like jester type of shit to make everyone laugh and make everyone feel good all he wants all the time is for everyone to feel good like that's it nobel peace prize it's part of his like core it's who he is and it's so palpable dude he's such a good hang everything you see in play this video but everything you see in this video is who he is a (laughs) hundred percent good yeah You smash, smack your dick. I know. I've, I've been smashing it every time. It's 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 incredible right now. Try to avoid it. Well, you know, I've been smashing my dick my whole life, dude. You know, I've been running into walls and shit. You know, it's fine, baby. We're gonna be okay. Okay. So I built up a callus. <laughs> okay. So. So, <laughs> so we're gonna. So we're gonna. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's a bear. Sorry, I'm actually wearing a condom right now. So that's the thing, you know, protection. That's it. That's oh, it. That was a typical hilarious. exchange during that video. But uh, yeah, so so that's Uncle Laser. He does look like he's got the mullet that Hunter McIntyre does. Um, 
Are yeah. you friends with Hunter? No, I don't. I don't know him. I've got a bunch of mutual friends, but um, the world is getting really small, don't you think? Super small, dude. Savan, I used to watch your old ass shit from from uh, like early CrossFit YouTube days. How and old like, are you? Thirty two. God, you look so young. You know who you, you're like? You're like Vince Vaughn if he, if he got hit with the hot stick. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten the Vince Vaughn shit a lot too because I am balding. So I have like, you know, I've got pretty bad hairline um, and I've got a fucking 17 head and I've gotten the Vince Vaughn thing. But yeah, I look like. And you're Vince. huge. You are really fucking big. I when look I saw like you standing next to Nicky Vince Rod. Vaughn, although he looks pretty rough there, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, what I mean. I mean, you're like the attractive version of Vince Vaughn. Oh, that's um, that he's pretty attractive there, dude. As a young man, well, yeah, then it's only downhill for you. Hey, how was that? Um, how was that? God, there's so many questions. But are we going to do Liver King? Or, let's okay, do okay, King. sure. Let's oh, do yeah. Liver okay. King. You guys want me to take you down the the road here? Please, please. Mm, please. Okay. So, um, I did a video on Liver King, like right as he was kind of blowing up. Uh, there, I think he had probably like 250,000 followers at this point. Um, and the question that I brought up was, do these guys who claim natural or don't say anything at all, are they really doing that much damage? Um, is it really like that altruistic of us to call these natural or uh, n- these fake natties out and um, get the truth? And that was something that I pondered. That was like my ethical dilemma that I had gone through. And that was my original video. Uh, fast forward a little bit. Liver King's passed my mind. I've been making tons of videos at this point. And um, Derek from More Plates, More Dates, he's got a very successful YouTube channel. He's been on Rogan What was your twice. conclusion in that video? Yeah. Uh, I, it was kind of like, I don't know. You know, um, I have this theory where we are at a place with uh, – you know, hormones and performance enhancing drugs similar to where the, you remember the dare parts of drug use, like when the dare program where um, that was kind of a failure where we're trying to figure out like, how do we talk about recreational drugs? Well, if we, if we talk about it with abstinence, it's not going to work that well. Um, And it's the same thing with sex. Um, Probably the sex around like the sixties or sorry, the fifties, um, we were, it was like abstinence. If you, uh, and, and there, there was a kind of a resurgence of abstinence, I think in the eighties, I'm not entirely sure, but if we talk about it on the lines of like, sex is going to kill you, you're going to get an STD or you're going to have a kid or whatever. Um, that's not a positive way of thinking. We've, we've shown that over time. Well, we're at the point with, uh, hormones where we're kind of like edging past that turnover where we're like, the stigma is kind of going away a little bit, um, but it's still just like this unknown. And we think, at least the entirety of the internet thinks, that if The Rock comes out and says, hey guys, I've, I'm on TRT or I'm taking this, this, and this, that that's going to be a good thing. Like that's going to provide some solace for people out there. When in reality, it could, and this is just a potential here, it could be somewhat of a negative thing. And Mark Bell, who's a good friend of mine, <clears throat> uh, also has a really big podcast, the Mark Bell Power Project. He was saying, we were talking about this on his podcast, and he was saying that, you know, it's like somebody saying, hey, last night I went to the bar 
got shit faced and banged a 10 out of 10. Mm. But kids don't drink and don't go out to bars. <laughs> a guy is going to hear that and be like, and the last part is going to not even exist. Even you could say like, you're going to lose two years, three years off your life. But I banged a 10. Every fucking 18 year old on planet earth is going to go do that thing. So if the rock says, Hey, I started taking TRT at this time. Uh, an 18 year old's going to be like, I'm not waiting until I'm, you know, 35, whatever. I'm going to get on gear right away. It's this truthfulness that we think is going to work out, but might not. And that's just a little theory that I have. It can be argued other way, the other way. I'm not entirely set on that, but I think it's important in bringing that in. That's a, a total side uh, thing as far as the Liver King, uh, you know, saga goes. Do you know who I'm Michael Cashew is? Yes, I do. I know D better actually than than Michael. Um, I met D back in like 2015 or something. But he was on here the other day and he he read the Red Hot Chili Pepper lead singer's book that was supposed to be like a rehab story that got you not to do drugs. But he read it and it got him to shoot up drugs because it sounded so fun in the book. <laughs> like I mean, the Dare program. <laughs> so yeah, like the Dare program. The the thing, the crazy thing about Dare, right, is like okay. If you tell me that if I start smoking weed, I will become a heroin addict in three years or whatever the time is. Uh, and let's just say one of my dumbass friends has some weed and I'm fucking frightened by it. I watch my friend smoke weed and then the next day we go to lacrosse practice and he scores five goals. I don't think smoking weed is that bad. Okay, right. what else are the parents lying about? Right. You know? So now, now – in my mind, you did the opposite. You did so far the opposite of what you should have done, which was right. said, you know, what what like negative aspects of this thing are when you eventually try it or when it comes up, you know. Um, but anyways, fast forward a little bit. Derek from More Plates, More Dates. He actually DM'd me. And this is this is much faster forward. He's like, um, hey, man, I really like your stuff. I like the way that you make these kind of essay style videos uh you and your editor have something really good going here at that time i mean i'm still a pretty small channel compared to you know what he has and he's like uh this is a guy that you've already covered before and um i have i have some pretty interesting information and uh i want to you know if you're interested let's do it i'm like okay what who is it he's like liver king um, and I have some exchanges with him and a bodybuilding coach wherein he explains the drugs that he's been taking and he has the blood work uh, to support that. <clears throat> and I'm like, wow, we've got quite the smoking gun here, Derek. So what I did was that night I stayed up to like three or four in the morning making the outline for that video. So 40, I, I plan, I wonder if I still have the outline. I don't know, somewhere. Um, but I planned it down to the minute what we were going to do. Um, and I, and I sent it to him as like a proposal. And he said, this is, this looks great. Let's get cracking on it. And we actually sat on that for like two or three months. And oh shit. It, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because Derek has like four different businesses and I'm like, you know, I'm inching. I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. That's the type of person I am. I'm like, you want to do something? Let's do it right now. I'm ready. And it would um, suck if someone else broke the story because that was a huge story. Right. right. No that one was, was going story. to. We yeah. th it was we were one of three people to know me, <clears> you know. <throat> so what was happening at the same time that that we were sitting on it, though, was like some of the most famous shit that 
that Brian Johnson was being a part of. And I think namely the UFC thing, I always bring this up, but I think this is where he was really at the pinnacle of his pop culture kind of facade um, was at UFC. They're like, Oh, look, there's Halle Berry. And there is, you know, George Clooney and up oh, there's the liver King. And you're like, Whoa, dude, like this guy is now trans he's, you know, leapfrogged into pop culture. And like getting on every podcast and, and doing everything. He was everywhere, you know, and um, we were sitting on this thing where we knew what we were going to do. Eventually it came down uh, and we spent probably, I mean, I remember one session where we got, we, we got on zoom and we stayed on zoom. We, we got on zoom at like noon my time and then we got off of zoom at like 9 p.m we were literally on for nine hours straight working on this on this script um and what we were going to do when we press publish we knew the thing was going to explode um but it exploded so hard that (laughs) derek was here in austin it was so funny he was here in austin he was doing rogan so me and him we went to the gym is that the first time you met him in person yeah and we went to the gym and i literally me and derek walked up to the front desk and we were just saying like blah 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 we were just talking to the front desk and i don't know what came up but the front desk guy was like yeah and like something like blah 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 liver king right because the the name liver king and the scandal was so big at this point that people were just trying to like make jokes and shit like you would about Biden or whatever. Right, right. They did he didn't know that Derek and I were the fucking creators of that. From 15 oh, minutes funny. earlier before yeah. it published. <laughs> right. Before you headed there. <laughs> so so well, it was like it was like probably two days, but they didn't even the people in the gym got their information from Barstool Sports, got it from you know, fucking Vanity Fair from Rolling Stone. Like they didn't get it from Derek from more plates, more dates and Zach Tellender. That's how that was the craziest thing. Like I actually didn't get that much exposure from this thing. And I watched it. I didn't even know you made it until Joe Rogan's until I saw that Joe Rogan clip on your Instagram account. Right. Because it just went, it popped up and then everyone took it, which is fine. I I don't care. Like it was just crazy to be a part of something like that. Um, so so yeah. The way I the way I heard the story is he he hi- Derek hired you to edit the charlatan piece. So so yeah, so um but you outlined the whole thing? Pretty much. Yeah, but Derek I mean there was a point where like I was like, "Hey man, are we going to do this thing still?" like because he was busy doing shit and then he spent like like an ungodly amount of time writing this script for his parts, which is a decent, massive chunk. Right. And then him and my editor and I were just going bing, 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 just like trying to figure this thing out, getting draft after draft after draft. But like he definitely, I mean, he put in a fuckload of work for this thing, like serious amounts of work. That's exactly what I was looking for. Caleb 4.7 million views on on an hour long video too. That's the, that's the wild part, right? Absolutely nuts. Crazy. It's nuts. Um, and we just, we knew it was going to bang. We just, we knew it, but anyways, I bet you it has crazy retention time too. My conclusion to, to all of this is actually 
uh, quite sympathetic to uh, Brian Johnson. And Have you met him yet? No, I haven't. Um, but I like. I didn't expect I, you I, to I've say said, that. I've said this Ooh. on on other podcasts before. That like, please then say I'm something very, new, fresh, something fresh. Please, <laughs> well, no, no, put a twist on I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very empathetic person, and and it's almost it is likely to a fault. If somebody can like look me in the eyes and be genuinely sad, like there's nothing I can do. I have to take them back. It's just how I. It's just I have to do it. And I feel as though like deep down there is a person inside of Brian Johnson who I just haven't seen. Um that is is upset and also incredibly deeply flawed and the reason why that's so effective to me is because i feel that deep down there's a person inside zach tellender who's upset and deeply flawed and working on these things and what happens is he he was so he was so large um both figuratively and literally that this idea of this person struggling inside him, he could easily just shove it down and replace it with this fame. And uh, that's what happened. And, you know, um, you may have saved his life. You and Derek may have saved so, his life. So, yeah, like set him free. That video could have dude, set him free. You may have, we, yeah. Dude, we were sitting there and I was like, you know what, man? Like this guy honestly probably has some sort of sense of relief now. You know, fuck um, yeah, and and um and honest to God, like I don't. <clears throat> it's it's tough, right? Because I I think I I went after his character and who he is as a person. Yeah, to tell you the truth, the part you made was the part that kind of um, frustrated me the most, just because I I know him, right? You know what I mean? Like I I text with them, and I'm I would say I'm friends with them, and that part hurt me because when he originally came on my podcast. I wanted him on before he was the liver king. I tried to bring him on as Brian Johnson before he even had the liver king Instagram account because I knew that he, I had heard the stories that he had saved his kids' lives through a carnivore diet. And that's where I was kind of barking. And he said, hey, I'm way too shy and I don't know how to talk in public. Right. So and so, and so when I saw him go down this other route and I saw him call him a charlatan, that fucking that that stung me. But I'm, I'm not hating on you, by the way. No, I no, get it. I, yeah. I, hey, by the way, Savan, I'm a, you know, a grown ass man and I can yeah. take disagreement and take people criticizing me and and because i'm my own biggest critic so i don't i don't mind at all and it was a beautiful edit (laughs) yeah it was a a great video brutal so 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 look look, my thing with the charlatans uh is that there is a point it's like a a, an event horizon where there's no turning back where Mm. you become the charlatan and before that you're just a salesman you're just making a buck like Elizabeth Holmes, what would you say about her? Yes, exactly. She went too far. Like she started off good, but and then there got is a turning far. point. Yeah. Yes, there is a turning point at which you can make things right and mm-hmm. not be a charlatan, and you just go past it and you just solidify yourself. That's what happened with Brian Johnson. Yes, he probably absolutely is on to something here with this way of life. He ha- absolutely has helped his children. Um, he's an incredibly motivating guy. He, he he stands for so much and he does the right thing so many times. But the lie became just as important, if not more important, to what made him famous as the thing that he wanted to make him famous. Fucking and great that's point. What, and that's mm-hmm. what made him the charlatan. 
That's I, Derek and I sat on this thing and we're like, look, you could right now, Derek, just pull up the emails, read them one take. This will get 3 million views. Yeah. But if you want to make a difference and change things, we have to talk about how the liver King and the lie enveloped with each other and the process at which it happened, because it will happen again. It has happened in the past. It will continue to fucking happen. And I was, I sat with this for a long time. I was like, how the fuck are we going to do this? One of the things he said was, I want to be at this level of fame at this time. Uh When you say that, when you utter that, when you put that into the universe, you are essentially saying that the message is not important. It is the place. It is where that this, this marker is important to me. So by doing so, like, you're you're circumventing all of the things that you actually cared about and you're becoming this uh this caricature you're becoming this you know we called him a WWE fight you know actor essentially and and all that's left behind is the charlatanism yeah the thing the 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 tenets if you will of uh charlatans are the sacred knowledge in group out group um and and salesmanship and and uh there's a few others that I have in there, like jargon is a really good one. Um, weaponized specificity is another term that I came up with. That's another good one. But those are the things that, like, in the right formula, done the right way, that the law for for a long enough time, that's what makes you a charlatan. And Brian Johnson, sadly enough, did all of those things, and I was able to point out every single way in which he did it. Right? It's like at some point. You're like, you're sitting there make doing these things as a charlatan. At some point, you're like, nah, fuck it. We'll just do it anyways. You know, my audience isn't really real. There's 3 million of them. How could I, you know, just fucking do it. Fuck it. You know? And we all make these decisions because, you know, I have, uh, you know, almost like 80,000 Instagram followers, almost 200,000 uh, YouTube subscribers. Certain points I go like, ah, fuck it. Like, I got to make a buck, you know? I got to, I got to do this. I got to do that. So there's certain aspects where I do make those decisions, but if you make them enough, people are going to start to notice and, and they're going to start to point out those flaws. I wish someone would do that to LeBron. Uh, <laughs> good morning. Absolutely. Good- yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely. Good morning. Sevanistas, uh, seven, uh, times Zach. I think it should be a plus sign, but we'll get to that later. Equals best mashup. Uh, seven Zach needs to be a regular on the show. Love his content has great energy. Good dude. I, I know we're in the courtship process. Like you're asking me to fuck him already. And I haven't even fucking <laughs> yeah, gotten man. his shirt off. Yeah, it's been 30 there. minutes. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Regular already. <laughs> My goodness. Coming that hot. I appreciate you, Mike. Thank you. What, what, um, what do you think? basically let, let, let's i think we could go down the line he uh he he tried this experiment on experiment out on his kids it worked um let, let's presume he's following all the tenants because all the people who've gone out and visited him you know seem to be uh t- to say that like hey i did the, the the thing where you pull the sled and i saw where he sleeps on the wood and we ate a bunch of fucking balls and let's say he's living that 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 lifestyle what does he do to what does he do to come back stronger? Does he have to sit down in person with you and Derek? You think oh. what, what, what's the media play on him coming back stronger, being, being the role model he wants to be and being the change he wants to be in the world. Um, 
he has to be able to separate the body from the message because that's mm. what he 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 glued them together and that's where the lie began. Yeah. The moment he came out of the water with the kettlebells and showed off his body that was absolutely unnatural and claimed it as natural, that is where everything started to go downhill and if he continues to to be this character with a bunch of muscles I personally will not take him seriously or the message that he's saying seriously. Now it might be able to get out to other people who might do research and do other things. It's like one of these, it's like casting this massive net and so many, you know, things, sorry, my, my chart, I got to plug in my computer, um, casting this massive net and like hoping that, you know, some people stick around and do the research. I wonder if he's still slain business wise. Oh, he absolutely has to be. I, um, Mark, was telling me that he runs like the desiccated uh anim- uh desiccated mm-hmm. supplement industry in America. Like he runs it. Like basically uh, yeah, like the other people who are so selling if, it, it's their product. It's yeah, his product. If, if you if you want like if I wanted to get desiccated uh you know products, yeah. It would be very difficult for me to not go through Brian Johnson. Right, right. right. So he cornered he's that slang. market in that. Yeah. yeah he's slaying, be- he's crushing, he's very good business minded guy. Like all of these things, guys, like this is the thing I can compliment him in fucking 10 different ways, but it's the combination of all of those together. Yeah. Um, and, and this thing, that's where he falls. Right. Yeah. So, well, and you kind of said it because like, it was almost like the lie became more famous than the person. Exactly. Right? Because every person you came in contact with that new liver King, the very first question that came out, I was like, so what do you are think? You, you think that is natural or what? What do right. you think? In like that conversation. So once that conversation was, was gone and concluded, then it's like, is there what is there enough left to keep that fame going? Hey, he's kind of hating. I think I saw a post, not this one, but where he's hating on anabolics now. Where he's saying it's not one, like you can't take it and be ancestral. Have you seen that? No. Um, but look, I think I look 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 at this. Uh, if only Liver King 2.0 uh, could go back in time and give my predecessor a pep talk, I tell him that in 60 days you'll feel better, look better, and function better. He wouldn't believe it, but I tell him anyway. That you're going to hit all-time PRs because that's what happens when you stop hiding in a cave, or when Zach and uh, Derek shine a light. In it. <laughs> well, look uh, the the idea of like look people are the the most common take is if you take a bunch of anabolics and you go off of them, let's say you have some sort of post cycle and then you go completely off of them, it's going to be very, very arduous and brutal. Um, now. If he is able to be like, hey, you know, I'm okay with this new version of myself. I won't be as big and bulky and I won't be as strong. Um, And if he's settled and he is comfortable in his life, it is absolutely possible for a guy who's tough in the mind. And we know that he is. Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's like, that's a big if. It is not suggested for someone who's been using trt and above dose for that long to go completely off it's not people are going to say hey this is going to suck you know your balls might never come back like this is just and this is scientific guys this isn't me for like fucking joking like this is exactly what will happen and um that's like the most common take right but i think i think he can do that if he actually put his mind to it and it's another challenge and it could honest to god be fun like I have a it's friend. Gonna, it's fun to watch. I have a friend who's doing that. Um, his name's Pete Rubish. Caleb, absolutely, you have to pull up Pete Rubish on YouTube. You pull up some of his deadlifts. 
So hey, this guy, let me let me play this really quick. Yeah, play it, play it. I think, and then, and then we'll go to Pete, Pete Rubish. Listen, yeah, this Liver King 2.0 Natty as fuck weekly confessional. It's been 59 days, Natty. One more day to celebrate 60. I'm finishing my eighth week, and I'm doing fucking amazing. Liver King 2.0 will crush Liver King 1.0. I'm on a new level. So, so this is a just a mashup of his every day. He's claiming 60 days of natural. And that looks pretty fucking strong. Hey, and when I hear him talk about all that back, back fat stuff and those pathologies, I'm like, okay, he's, he's, that's the that's the flawed part you're talking about right that's absolutely that's, yes that's everywhere that's the part that i'm like oh my god give me more i want more that's like as being the person that i am who's like like i said forgiving to a fault yeah. like, holy fuck give me that give me more of it that like especially as, as as someone with a with a show with a podcast like you gotta absolutely fiend for shit like that for people coming on and being being real about their pathologies like you say like that is that's what we're looking for Give me how that. About, how about that movie that uh, Mark uh, uh, Bell's brother made? It's got to be one of the greatest movies, fiction or nonfiction of all Bigger, time. Bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, Chris Bell, dude. I'm I'm talking. I talk to Chris Bell all the time. Yeah, one of the great. I, I I I need to have him on or ask him to come on. One of the greatest movies ever, and and basically he points the finger at Hogan and Arnold Schwarzenegger for getting us all kind of like uh, fucked up in the head of what a man should look like. Right. And and basically, you're revisiting that in that video. You're revisiting Dude, that. Derek revisits thoughts. it all the fucking time, and and it's one of the messages that he has that people do not really pay attention to. But it's kind of par. It's like par for the course if you're doing a lot of like natty or not type of stuff. Is like the main message here is like we don't actually give a fuck if people are taking steroids in fact more power to you if you live a good life a healthy life and you do take steroids like that's still very difficult that is still incredibly impressive by like i personally think that's still impressive but it's the unrealistic expectations of the male physique that is incredibly damaging, especially, and this is a sidetrack here, but my roommate is making a book right now. He's writing a book called The Mating Crisis. He's got an incredibly, incredibly successful podcast called Modern Wisdom. His name is Chris Williamson. That dude's and your roommate? That's my roommate. Every smaller day I wake up. World, smaller yeah. world. Smaller world. Yeah. So I've been so, on, I, I, I know Chris. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. Tell him I said hi. I what will. A small world. Wow. So. Crazy. He, this is something that attributes to the mating crisis, which we will now deal, we will deal with all of the effects of this in 10 years from now. You know, this, this, um, hyper, you know, the typical red pillar shit. Uh, I don't know if you know much about red pill stuff. It's like pickup artistry type of shit. So, you know, but red pill stuff leads to misogyny. And basically women are, are the object and men, you need to go attack your prey and shit. And that's bullshit. He kind of combats that, but he does say like, Hey, men need some sympathy here because something's happening. I've and, never heard of red pill having anything to do with pickup artist or misogyny. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. So red pill, I've never, I've never heard. So that. red pill could be like political meaning like red, Yeah. you know, like, yeah. Oh, I took the red pill and now I'm yeah. like Republican, but it is mainly red pill comes from pickup artistry. And, and that's like the mating, the idea of like 
women are are determining the it's like a battle we are battling against women they are the object type of thing yes okay so anyways that was that was what, a wait 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 what, what, the, wait let me see the title of this i bet you this is the new york times or the washington post this is it let me see the title <laughs> let me see this or forbes or one of those shit rags let me see what rag this is nope Savant, it is important, though, that we are able to be in the middle on this. Okay. So, look, whether it is some shit rag saying, hey, red pill is not the, the, the way, they're kind of right. Okay. Red, because that it, this this idea that, like, women are the enemy for simply succeeding in this world now and men not succeeding is not the tr- the the case what never even need, thought of that by the way what, in my entire what, life until you just said it never so even never there even are, heard that there, concept that idea there is an abundance of stats that uh-huh. show that women are succeeding and men are not right fair, now fair. and this is very new okay there are more men dropping out of college than ever before there are more women going to college yes, there yes. are more women women are making more money in inner cities from the ages of 20 to 40 or sorry 20 to 30 than men are Entry Fair. level and otherwise, Fair. that has never happened before. I could see these all are that. these are somewhat good things, right? Because before Fantastic. that, women stay home, don't make money, you're dumb, all that shit, right? Now we have this. What we need is not men being like, "Hey, something's wrong here." Men need to be on top. No, we need sympathy for the fact that hey, this thing that we thought was was necessary is actually damaging in certain ways. And that's what Chris's book is bringing to the fray and what this whole thing with liver King and, and Derek from more place for dates and myself, it, we're just trying to pinpoint like, Hey, this unrealistic expectation or expectation of what men are and men should be and should look like, like from Arnold and Sylvester Stallone and what have you, that's bullshit. And that's actually incredibly damaging. It's incredibly damaging to the 18 year old kid who doesn't have anything to look forward to in their fucking life. And they see someone like that and they're taking drugs or, or they're not, or they're saying claiming natural. And they're like, Oh, well I can't be that might as well stay home, do video games and porn. Right. And, and then that leads to even more increasing of, of this problem in the mating crisis. This is ultimately what attracts me so much. Like this is what, like, yeah, I'm just a fitness channel or whatever, if I look at my de- demographics, I'm 24 to 35 year old males. 65% is 25 to 34 year, or 30, 24 to 35 year old males. Uh, and like 50% of them are American. So when I speak, I'm speaking to those guys and I can't help but have some sort of some level of sympathy towards them and try to raise them up in some way and give them something to latch on to. I, I just went to the Arnold this past weekend. I can't tell you how many dudes went up to me and they're just like, dude, you're just such a motivation. Like I watched one of your videos and it like pulled me out of a rut and like all this shit. I'm like, fuck, this is it. This is my mission. This is all I want to do. That's it for me. Like, and so it doesn't have to just stem through like, hey, guys, this is me training today, like which is fun to do. And I do that every once in a while. And sometimes people just want to, you know, eat their lunch and watch that. But the reality is, is like, how can I help the most people that I can? Because like that seems like a pretty <laughs> like that benefits my morale. Like I'm getting something out of that, you know?
You kind you kind of lost me. I want, I want to go back and ask you this qu- question here real quick. So yeah. you think that the Liver King falls under that category of the Arnold and the the Hogan? I was asking absolutely, that okay. absolutely, yeah. okay, or uh, yeah, yes, <clears throat> and, meaning and, giving yeah. un- unrealistic expectations to to uh, men. Yes. Um, See, like, look, all he does is show all he does is show off his body and what his body does to say that that's not an important part of his message, like prove it because uh, as of right now, when people see him, they see themselves and they say, wow, I'm now nowhere near that. And body dysmorphia as a male is very serious. It's very serious. Just like it's very serious for a female. It leads to anorexia. It leads to a diff, a bunch of a host of pathologies that will affect your life and the lives of the people around you. That's ultimately like the biggest issue that, that we have here. He claims that there are men, you know, committing suicide at higher and higher rates. And yet he's feeding the very thing that's, that's causing that. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, this is that that was a pretty damning thing I just said about him, but the concept conceptually it's true. It's like the the well, idea his story like, could he be even bigger if he gets off and he keeps us close and he tells us the story. It could yeah. it could be even bigger. He yeah. could actually be how fucking amazing it, would it that could be? The only story that's relevant. It could yeah. be that someone that someone we all love script. a redemption yeah. story. Yeah. And we yeah. Are, yeah. Oh yeah. fuck, I'm on board, yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah. and and the an thing, opportunity. Look, this is. The the idea the thing with Andrew Tate that people fucking did not get at all, right? Some of the you know, <laughs> some of the things he said about men struggling were true, absolutely. Uh, but there's videos of him laughing about the fact that he's scamming men. Like there's a video of him saying, uh, talking about one of his women that he had on webcam and he, he taught and he ran a lot of the webcams like he did a lot of the speaking for them. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he said was like, hey, I need to get out of the country. So can you send me some money so I can go to the embassy, get a passport, blah, blah, blah. The guys like, uh, you know, fine. Here you go. Take the, the you know, five thousand dollars or whatever. A month goes by and and he's like, uh, what the hell? Like, she's like, I went to the embassy and there's a bunch of problems. And then he goes, fuck you. You're scamming me. Blah, blah blah like you piece of shit you, you know you're taking my money from me and then andrew tate says and you know what i say back to them i say oh you're just like every other guy i thought you were different i thought you were much more empathetic to me but you're, it turns out you're just like every other guy then they leave and then they end up coming back and they give me more of their money that's exactly what andrew tate said dude that just so you know that's the entire that's but there's a, a a million men out there doing that when you talk if you if you're a dude and you think you're talking to a woman online you are something is seriously wrong with you you are completely you've lost your shit right this is the man that claims that he's helping men that's mm. the ultimate fucking problem fuck andrew Tate. Mm, that's interesting this oh, is the man is. right here every argument that anyone makes is talking about his talking points no his actions are shit and beyond that like dude the women that he beats and torments i don't give a fuck what people think like all oh, these women they're, you know they're making these decisions themselves i don't give a fuck a woman can make 10 million shitty decisions she doesn't deserve to be tormented he's beating on he was beating women oh yeah dude Beating oh. them, fucking with them, like doing crazy shit to them because he quote unquote owned them. Like that, I don't understand why no one ever made those arguments. They're undeniable to me. I want to help men. This guy doesn't want to help men. 
It's that simple. Hey, what do you think? Uh, let me get to this real quick. Uh, extra sloppy. Just got here. Zach is a good dude. Got to say hi. What a Palooza. Awesome. Cool. Oh, extra sloppy again. Wow. Uh, or maybe transparency would lead more people to use PEDs. That's exactly like what I was saying. Maybe if the rock is on them and kids want them, uh, want what he has, they feel like it's okay. I'm super on the fence about PED transparency. I am too, man. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. What do you think? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to flush out this idea of yours about um, um, men and women. What about this um, idea? And I stand behind it pretty firmly that – Women have been com- – well, not just women. Society has been completely duped into thinking that women should be men and that there's some value in going to Harvard or Stanford or making a living when really the greatest gift a, a woman has is making babies, raising a family, and that and that it should be revered, it, it, especially when I see all the fucking lies that come out of all these uh, public institutions. I mean Harvard is a complete shit shithole. When I see someone who comes out of there now, I just think that they're a fucking brainwashed liar. And – and there's and there's and there's tons of evidence to show that endless evidence to show that. Uh, well, yeah, just I look mean, up stem cell research in Harvard a, and, and just and just look at just all the fucking it, it's endless look, bullshit. Why not elevate women to what that they're capable of? I, I'm trying to see where you fall on, on the fence of that. Right. Like, hey, so, there's an incredible power in being a mom. Why, why have we fucking why have we made it something bad? This this gift that women have. It's the pendulum swing, right? It's okay. the. Um, it's Do you the agree free- with that, or are you like, yeah. no, fuck well, that? Well, well, Women should out, be making out. money, and, and it's the free free love pendulum swing, okay? Um, and the 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 biggest thing here is that women have a biological clock, and men kind of don't. Okay, so their lifespan in order to be professionals and be a mother is very short. So what we've done is we've propped up this idea that. Women need to be professionals, and that's the the way that they're going down, and they're going to be boss bitches, and so on and so forth. Or women are, are going to be a peon because they're a mother, or you know that we've made this a downtrodden term. When I I I think that it's this big, like I said, the free love pendulum swing. If we swing it so far to where we demonize women for having children, like yeah, that's fucking wrong. Right. There's something incredibly powerful about a mother that no man could ever replicate. And that is so unbelievably respectable and undeniably important to this world. Right. But I also think that women are incredible professionals, very, very good professionals and are incredibly capable in this way. And that the the you know, the potential for a woman to have a child should not go in the way of that potential. There are like, and and this is one of those things that I I guess you kind of have to, you have to realize them and see them um, in person. The, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. I think it is extremely sad for a woman who misses the opportunity to raise a child. So to have birth to a child in her front yard in the grass. <laughs> Front yard. The baby crawl up to the titty and start milking and raise that child till it's 15 years old. I, I, it's just, I, I don't think that there's any amount of play. I don't think there's any success that let's Kamala Harris has or any enjoyment that could match the success my wife or the happiness my wife has. They just can't. And, and I just think the media is totally missing out on that. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just fucking crazy. I'm not, saying that level, you demon, our, I'm not saying that you demonize that. I'm just saying that there 
it, it's so fucking profound to raise it. And it's spiritually the most, the greatest thing that could ever happen to you too. You, you've created the ultimate mirror. So no doubt uh, about yeah. it. I agree. Yeah. I, I think. Is your mom think, still alive, Zach? Yes. Yeah. I, I No doubt. I think having children is like, that's it for me. You know, yeah. that's, and, and I agree with you, but I, I must, must take some level of middle ground here. Yeah, um, I think that, I think that the way that life goes from being born all the way to your 18, your development individually is really slow and it's really hindered due to a lot of the societal structures we have. And so by yeah, the time, by the time you're a woman and you've graduated college, you've done nothing. Yeah, mm. you've done absolutely nothing, and you could be an incredibly talented and gifted individual, like the and best you, you can hope for when you graduate and, is be the star of the lacrosse team, exactly, or an, or an Olympian. Who gives a fuck? You've never, right. ever been able to flex that ever. Right. right now, men, we have twenty five years to do so. We have twenty five years to start flexing our individual muscles to be like, hey, I can do this thing. I can do this thing. You know, even later than that, it's just twenty five years. After about like, you know, 45, we're not going to be incredibly attractive to, you know, women who can, uh, you know, bear children. Right. If we have a ton of status, then that can help with that. But like men don't have that pressure to be like, or, or sorry, men have no pressure. They can be like, oh, I can kind of sit back, try a few things. I can try some, I can work a shitty job here, a shitty job there. Oh, I found my niche. Let me build that up. That didn't work. Okay. Let me try another one. Women are like, all right, all right, sweetheart. You got five years. You better pick the right thing. And do what you want. And then that biological clock is going to be its ticket. So so that's where it's like, okay, well, you know, go to college, get out of college, know your place, woman, go, you know, be a, be a, a mom. That's not right. There has to be something that's fixing that in some way, something that allows for the prolifer- proliferation of women. It has to. Let me propose this. Let me propose what, this to you. One of, uh, I'll just say one last go ahead, thing. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. This is a very, I, I, I come from a family of women and, you know, I date women. I'm, I'm currently dating a woman who's incredibly talented um, and she's about to turn 30 and like, uh, you know, obviously biological clock is ticking. It's ticking. Yeah. Yeah. We're very serious about is that her. That's is that not her. her. <laughs> no, it's cool, dude. I'm cool. Don't I'm, you should know by now. No I'm judgment, cool. brother. No judgment. It's fine. <laughs> It's totally fine. Oh, I chill, love how Zach. we were so serious. Zach, we be so chill. Serious. Is that your mom? Oh, we got the Pornhub intro. God damn. Hey, we're getting him back again, guys. We just killed it with that one. He will be back, just so you know. He will be my, my, we're, we're home. I'm home for Christmas, and we're playing this game where everyone has like a question in their hands. It's like a card game, and you hand it to the person, and they pick the question that they want to answer or something like that. And my mom was up and she was the one answering the questions. And one of the questions she decided to answer was what's one of her biggest regrets. And she said, um, and this is like, this was really a, a kind of a life changing thing that she said. And it happened, you know, during a fucking game during Christmas. And she's like, it's not something that I regret, but I was never allowed to play sports. Mm. And it absolutely ruined me. Mm. I was all I ever wanted to do was be an athlete and I wasn't allowed to. Where was your mom raised? What what state? Uh, Illinois, but okay. she you know she went to high school in the early sixties. How, old, how old's your mom? Mm-hmm. 
Um, she's seventy something. Okay. I'm not entirely closer weird, to eighty or seventy. Yeah. Closer to closer to seventy. Okay. You have but, older siblings. Yes, three older sisters. They all they all played mm. sports all through high school. They were total jocks. And she, my mom, was never allowed to do that. In fact, in high school, she had to if they they did quote unquote telephone meets, where you would race in your pool. And they, the coaches would call each other on the phone and they would give each other the times to see mm. what, because women were not allowed to race against each other. They were not allowed to partake in sports. It just wasn't what happened. And then she went to college. Uh, she could have been, you know, if title nine had happened, she would have been on easily on any sports team. No question, but they just didn't have it. Not anymore. And, Dudes will be, will push her off the team, but. And, and I, and I, you know, I heard that and I was like, fuck dude, fuck. So they, whatever ailments we had now, like, are they as strong as the ailments women had at that time? And I would argue probably not, uh, but they're still there and they still need to be talked about. Um, how about how about that? I'm the soft lefty in this fucking conversation. <laughs> you, you can how become, crazy is that? That is fucking bonkers. You could you could become the most successful woman in the world. And I we could. could no, well, no, I'm just no, no. The hypothetical character, not you. Well, no, you can't. In my world, you cannot. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but in this world, you could. That's what. But, well, that's what I mean. I like. I don't know how I would have done in the CrossFit Open if I was a woman. Um, pushups would have gotten me, but I still would have done pretty well. Would have won the cluster workout. I, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind women doing whatever. You do whatever the fuck you want. I, I, I don't think that I don't believe that about men. Like, like for example, I don't, I don't care if women use the men's bath restroom. I don't think men should use the women's restroom. I don't really give a fuck what women do. I want them to be able to do anything that they want to do. Here's the fucked up part. I just think that my mom is a very, 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 very successful attorney. Lots of huge names, big cases, saved her money well, became wealthy, did it all. Like, But in hindsight, I think if you asked her if she could do it again, she'd have rather raised her kids. But she didn't know that because that's not what you were supposed to do, right? She was in that she was in that era of like and, – and, and you're right. The other people might be like – I'm sure there's a shitload of moms out there who raised their kids for 20 years, right? And then they're like, fuck, I wish I would have like taken – I don't think a- there are. A profession. I don't, think, I don't, think, don't? There are, I don't yeah. think there are as many. And, and and that's the part that's the part that bums me out. Is that yeah, your that's fucking family. family? Yeah. Damn, dude, that looks fun. Yeah. Holy shit, that's a lot of kids. Where are you? I don't see you in there. I'm oh the shit, left. front yeah. left. Yeah. I don't even have any tattoos. That's way long ago. God, yeah. that's a great picture. Hey, who's Where? that in the center? That looks like Jolie Gentry. That lady's hot. Who's that? <laughs> that's my old oldest sister. Oh. Yeah, she looks great. <laughs> um uh yeah Yeah, she does fitness too she's um she's uh she like runs classes and stuff fitness classes so yeah it's so and so the only part that trips me out is we've gotten to this spot where um i just feel like i feel like uh, women are uh, women should be so proud every every woman should feel like i don't know I, i don't want women to miss out on it and think like hey you 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 need to become some sort of executive or you need to compete with men you fucking don't you're already like got some shit going on that's so fucking dope roll with it no with it it's like dude women have serious talents they fucking do dude and like what is are, are you gonna marry your current girlfriend 
I mean, my, no, that's a fantastic question. It's a worthwhile question. You don't just hang out with someone for over a year and like don't consider that. So yeah, I mean, if all goes well, that would be the the plan. Why did your mom have kids? Did you ever ask her that? Mm, I didn't. I think they they she had kids late. She had kids at her first kid at thirty one, mm-hmm. and she had one at thirty three. Then she had one at thirty six, and then she accidentally had one at forty. And, that was and that's eight. you. Yeah. Um, my wife had our her our first kid at 39 and our twins at 43. Anything's possible, but it's CrossFitter, CrossFitter. Not no IVF, just taking and, just raw dogging. And my mom was, you know, pretty, pretty uh she's she's pretty much a lefty at this point, you know, very, very lefty. Um, my whole family is, my whole world is. It's a yeah. shame. My whole state is. <laughs> but yeah, my but, whole state is. It's so sad. Yeah, and I look again. What happened this to you? Thing, How are are you lefty? Uh, I so here's my evolution politically. I yeah. uh, I moved to Texas, but that actually didn't have an effect on my like switching. Oh, I'm in a red state. Got to turn red. It was like, no, I actually moved to Texas and I got involved in YouTube. So consuming more YouTube, I concern consumed more like alternative media, and um, I just saw some free thinking people. You know, obviously the back in 2016 it was Jordan Peterson, Ben Shapiro, and all these na- big names. But I've again that was a pendulum swing. It was like me going like all the way to the right. And what I like to do now is actually challenge all of those righty ideas, all of them. Um because I it, just like you can't sit on the left and call millions of people a bunch of idiots. You can't sit on the right and call millions of people a bunch of idiots. And so what I, you know, today, I'm not really challenging you, Savan, am I? I don't think so. But yet I, I still, feel something. I feel something. But but it's I feel I, something. I, I still like want I hugged you. To, you're like hugging Dave Castro a little bit. You're a little, you're a little prickly. Like you're 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 part <laughs> cactus. I always tell Dave, you're like a fucking cactus. Yeah, but that's how that keeps things interesting, right? Yeah, if you 100%. if I was just a nice warm hug, you know, you could use it every once in a while, but you want a little something to yeah. fight against, you know, a little push pull here. Hey, um, what do your parents think about it? It well, it's interesting that it's interesting it's interesting that you use YouTube. What do you say? So normally I would say if someone like sort of like their views start becoming they start leaving the left and becoming more, let's say, libertarian, I would say they got red pilled. But you're saying that that's that's improper uh, vernacular. What what do you use? Uh, I guess red pill could be right, but there's actually I don't know if you've heard black pill. There's also white oh, pill. Yeah. There's yeah, also yeah. the purple pill. You purple. know, it's it, this is all just like four chan fucking backboards speak that has made it to the mainstream. Um, I, I just think I just think more free thinking rather than rooting for a home team. And okay. You know, yeah. okay. That's that's what my mom does. She'll put on MSNBC or CNN, and she'll root for the home team. Yeah, just like yeah. a lot of people will put on Fox, and they'll yeah. put on Tucker Carlson, and they'll root for the home team. It's like right. I'm just not I'm not interested in that fucking shit at all. I watch people that I disagree with consistently on yeah. YouTube. Like I watch them. I think it's interesting. I I do not. It does not. It frustrates me a little bit, but then at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna go live my life. One of the guys that I've been watching a lot of. Is somebody who Savan you would fucking hate? Who's that? Hassan Piker. Is he the Young Turks guy? Yes. Well, not Young Turks. He is. Uh, he's. You know the Young Turks love him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Hassan Piker or Hassan Abi on on uh, Twitch. He's a streamer. 
And he's my age too, which is kind of interesting. Um, I watch a ton of his shit. That's a weird photo to post. Um, <laughs> I watch a ton of his shit and yet I will sit there and disagree with most of it. Um, but for some reason, it's kind of compelling. It's just, Oh, compelling. and he is Turkish. That's fucking incredible. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's just my evolution politically. I know that we've, uh, we've gone off here. Um, one thing I've, you know, I've had this little resurgence in CrossFit. This is a total segue into something else. I've had this resurgence into CrossFit and I spoke on this a little bit on Hiller's, um, show. And what I like is seeing people that are just very matter of fact, it's like, okay, CrossFit's here. It's been here. It's going to stay here. Let's sit down and assess things from whatever point. We're not just Kool-Aid drinking smile guys. And I'm like, why the fuck aren't there any of those people? And then, you know, in comes Hiller, in comes Savant's show. I'm like, oh, here you fuckers are, you know? So I feel like it's kind of fun to have this way of speaking about CrossFit. What's so funny to me is I will shit on CrossFit um, on my channel. Uh, but I will always come from a position of love and people don't understand that they think all these CrossFitters think like, ah, fuck you, man. Like you, you don't like CrossFit. Or if I say the other thing, I'm like, Hey, by the way, a CrossFitter snatching 300 over 300 pounds and then being the fastest 500 meter runner, AKA Guy Mayermos or Mayeros or whatever the fuck his name is. Mm -hmm. That's fucking cool. That's objectively cool. I don't give a fuck if he's a CrossFitter or otherwise. That's objectively cool. People are like, oh, Zach's drinking the CrossFit Kool-Aid again. You know, it's like, Even what? Adam or what Adam Klink did. Running oh, yeah. That, I had that Adam thing Klink. is nuts. I had Adam Klink on, on Lyft Companion. He's here in Austin. I fucking, fucking love nuts. Adam. Yeah. Like, that's, that's the shit where I'm like, it's so fun to be in that because, dude, I just did the open. I posted it to my YouTube channel. People are freaking out. People are like... Uh, yeah, yeah, this is me, my buddy Dylan, and Adam squatting. People are freaking out. They're like, oh, Adam, Zach's like back on CrossFit or becoming the thing <laughs> that he hates. It's like, I never said that I hate CrossFit. I just criticize it. God, you're fucking huge. How tall are you? 6'4". Fuck, you look taller. Asia Barto, baby. <laughs> are you friends with him too? No. He, does he live in Austin? Asia Barto? I don't know. But he's he was cool. he was one he's of my cool guys. Um, shit. I'm friends with Brent Fakowski. That's my big good friend in in the games. And um, I could see you being related to him. You kind of look like him a little bit. Oh, that's that is a big compliment. Yeah, you kind of yeah. look like him. Your face, maybe it's just the mustache. Zach, uh, any interest? This is from Trish. <laughs> in investigating the swinging world of seniors in RV parks. DM me. Bro, I love how you have meta content. This is what I coin as meta content, Sivan. <laughs> it's like you have this inside joke that just keeps fucking coming in and coming in. It's, it makes your collective so strong. Trish, you are a gem. Trish, <laughs> I, I understand the Trish lore, very surface level, but I understand the Trish lore, and I'm fucking here for it. So I will be DMing you. I will be uh, you know, coming through a swing party. Uh, Dude, that, that video would fucking hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Zach got out the trailer park. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. God. Trish, you're amazing. Trish uh, has an Instagram. 
Yes, uh, Trish does. We have some. We have quite some characters in this chat here. Okay. Uh, Jeff Bako, uh, this guy is in his forties dating a gal who isn't thirty yet, and and he is criticizing Tate. No, this guy's thir- he's what? thirty. Thirty-two. He's thirty, dating a thirty-year-old. What is he talking about? That's Come on, Jeff. And he's criticizing Tate. <laughs> that, like that um, has anything to do with it? <laughs> yeah. uh, the champ's mother's in the house. Uh, Shannon Medeiros. Uh, good morning. Uh, almost uh, time to go to the gym. As in Justin Medeiros's mother? Yeah. Yes. Hey, and I wow. only showed you that to show off. I just showed that's I, now I'm just showing off. Just a little flex. Okay. I apologize. Uh, I met Justin at um at uh the rain booth in in uh. <laughs> How does this account only have 260 followers? I don't I even think you're a real seven podcast listener. If you don't follow this, you're crazy. Yeah. You're absolutely out of your mind. Trish is crazy. She evolved too. I remember when I was doing that episode in Barcelona, she asked, she paid $3 <laughs> for me to lick the screen. And now she's come a little more mild mannered. Look, there I am. She clips something in that too. Hey, this dude's, this dude's friends with the liver King. And now he's putting pressure on you. Alan Kestenbaum, $2. Uh, Zach never said he is going to marry her. Yeah, but look at Alan. He's got a proposal picture as his icon, so he's all about that. <laughs> biased opinion. Oh yeah, <laughs> Alan's weak for the home team there, dude. That's all. Oh great. Hey, so oh. you met Justin? Where did you meet Justin? So at the Rain Booth in Columbus, and I told him, I'm like, hey, dude, we made a few jokes about you on on uh, my show, uh, just like they're for fun. It's I love you, and he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. see ya, and then walked away. He was like super high energy, bouncy kind of guy. And just he's great. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fucking a, incredible, insanely talented, insanely talented guy. Um, but I think I, it was one of my Instagram posts. I'm like, because I was doing the open and my the, the co-host Dylan Cooper is like, like, what's this about you becoming across? And I'm like, yeah, you, you know, Justin Medeiros better watch the fuck out, dude. Yeah. He and then I was telling him, I basically, I call him every night in the middle of the night. I call Justin Medeiros and I go, you better watch out, bitch. <laughs> and he's like, who the hell, who, who the fuck is this? But he doesn't say fuck. Who the frick is this? Yes. And I go, it's your worst fucking nightmare, dude. I'm coming for you. Zach Tealander. <laughs> Zach Tealander. Who's right. is Dylan Cooper, your homeboy? Oh, yeah. We could get him on. I, I mean, uh, he's he's doing a seminar right now in South Dakota. What's he teach? Weightlifting. And, and, and do you teach seminars also? I haven't in like a year, but yeah, I've done like almost a hundred. And yeah. are, are you are you full time? Do you have a job like at Barnes and Noble? Or are you fucking full time <laughs> on the Zach uh, Tealander? Barnes and Noble. <laughs> um, I'm a volunteer at Barnes and Noble. They, <laughs> um. No, I, I basically committed to, I, I was doing the, this is a, if anyone gives a shit and you want to get into this industry, the best thing you can offer is services, which is coaching. So remote services are the easiest way to get into kind of getting away and, and like being online and online presence. You do coaching, uh, remote coaching, and it's, it's actually quite easy to get that, to get that going. You go up to a friend in real life and you say, hey, I have a certification or I want to get involved in coaching. Can I coach you? The guy's like, okay, that sounds interesting. It's like, I'll program for you. All you have to do is follow it. Um, and it'll be like 50 bucks a month. The reason why you want that monetary exchange is so that you both have this committing accountability to it. So they do the program. Exactly. You don't want to do it for free. No. Your, your first person do not do for free. You need the accountability. Then you do that. You get the results, you show them, you blast it out on social media. Everyone goes, well, that's kind of cool. Let me do it too. You get like 10 clients. Wow. You got 10 clients at 50 bucks. You, you know, 
we know how this goes, just explodes into something. Now, in order to really proliferate, you have to do content. So when you do content, you know, uh, that's how you can start doing other things. And then the problem with services is that you actually have to give your time the most valuable thing. So if you have 300 clients, you're giving a lot of time. You're making a lot of money and you're very successful, but you're working for that shit. And the, the goal in any profession is to like work less, do more, you know, to be able to accomplish more with less effort. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I'm finally able to not coach at all. I t- t- I'm not coaching at all anymore. I'm just doing content. Uh, I'm, I'm doing sponsorships. I'm doing all of these things. I want to entertain. It's like, uh, and, and I actually started in content. My content got big. Then I started coaching and then it got bigger. And then I stopped coaching. Um, other people can start the other way where you start coaching and then build content from there. But I'm a naturally just a creative person. Like for me, music is like much more important than any sort of fitness. Like mm. if, if there was no music in the world tomorrow, or it was like, you know, I don't think I could live mm. that. That's how like, it, it's much a part of my DNA. What do you um, play? I played drums, guitar, piano, sing. Right. Do you still? Yeah. Oh yeah. Every day. Wow. Yeah. Do you make any content around that at all? Yeah, I have, uh, I've got some stuff on YouTube. You can search, um, uh, go to, let's see. What's a good one. What do you, um, do, 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 do. what's, I don't even forgot the name of this song. Jesus. I'm on Spotify too. Hmm. What do you think about men? And, uh, um, oh, here we go. Oh shit. Oh, and that's how you're friends with Finn. Yes. And what was the name of that podcast? Um, uh, not, I wouldn't Talk say Passed by My Heart's not the one that I like the most. Um, yeah, his is his is well, supposed to be is my that's my favorite song. Uh punk punk rock NBA. Yeah, he's great, dude. He's great. I DM'd him, he's like, Oh man, I already watch your stuff. I'm like, oh shit, fuck yeah. Oh shit, you really do play. Yeah. And, uh, me. How I'm supposed to be There's a time when I'll be fine to take the leap Press rewind to cross the lines I couldn't see The one I loved before was mediocrity Is this an original song? Yeah. Wow. Who's the dude playing that slide thing? Uh, That's one of my friends. You have old people as friends? Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, how old are you, Sivan? I'm 50. You're my friend. All right. Fitty. Fitty. I'm fitty. Wow. Hey, do you know Dal? We had a guy on the other day uh, who was a, a tier one operator out of Canada, JTF2, and now he's in Nashville playing music, Dallas Alexander. You probably like his music. That's so this He'd is probably my- like your music. This is my plan, dude. I'm I'm gonna make an album. It's I mean I've made a I did an EP, um, but I'm gonna make an, an album. EP? As, yeah, What's yeah. an EP? Um, sorry, LP, limited oh. play, limited play. EP is extended play. LP is five or three to six songs. So I think I did five songs um, on my YouTube. Oh yeah, dude. See, this is the thing: is like um, music is fantastic because like there, yeah, there's a timeline where you can be a pop star right you, you probably this got guy on your um uh, podcast by the way dude so i have a guy he got I'm... kicked out of the canadian military for not taking the vaccine 
and and refusing to wear a mask. And he's funny he's how a, that aged, he was a sniper. Huh? Yeah. Funny how that shit aged. Like, <laughs> and he has like, the longest kill, Zach. He shot a guy from thirty five hundred meters. He has the longest kill in the world. Whoa. Yeah, you would yeah. like. Yeah, I'll introduce you to this guy too if Absolutely. you want afterwards. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Um. So one of my friends who I met down here, he won the Irish Voice, um, back in twenty twelve, and. So I played a gig here. I was just like a open mic and I played a song and I came off stage. It was my, my friend who came to watch and he brought him and then he was like, Oh yeah, you know, I play some music. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Like, blah, blah, blah. We kept chatting. I went home and he's like, yeah, you can check my stuff up on Spotify. I checked it out. And I'm like, yo, this guy's fucking amazing. I, I just, you came to my open mic and like, I patronized you. He's the next this Bono. Fucking amazing dude. So he's sitting, I'm like, Hey, Chris, you got to meet my friend, um, Pat. And so Chris and I are sitting outside like on our, like, uh, like in our yard, Pat comes, Pat's got a guitar. I'm like, Chris, just sit here and listen. If you want, Pat starts playing one of his original songs and you could see Chris, like looking down at his phone and then like looking up, like what the <laughs> fuck? And then he starts videoing it. Like I, there's something about this dude that I want him to make it so bad. He's that good. It's crazy. Dude. What's his name? Pat Byrne. P-A-T-B-Y-R-N-E. And you can go to Spotify. Um, is he on Instagram? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Same thing. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, I guess I'm where I kind of segued was just saying like, creatively speaking, um, that's where I, I, I just, I'm creative and I'm not incredibly business minded. And, um, so I, I've gone strictly to content. When you ask, do I work at Bar- Barnes and Noble? What do I do for a job? This is it. I create shit. That's by the I way, congr- congratulations. That's really cool that you do that. Yeah. Um, uh, why is, why is there a pipeline of CrossFit to mid only lifters? What does that mean? I don't understand. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even get that. Mid is a slang term. Savon. Mid means shitty. Mid means oh, mediocre. Oh, oh, yeah. Meaning people um, become cross crossfitters, lazy well, crossfitters become only lifters. That's what I always think. Yeah, but you also have to be good at weightlifting, right? Like you have to have some promise there, and and weightlifting progress can be kind of fun. Like right, like I can go into any crossfit gym and look like a superhero because I can, you know, snatch more than any of them and clean a jerk more than any of them, and I look like a superhero. Yet. You know, the best CrossFitters are snatching the same shit that I'm snatching and clean and jerking the same shit that I'm sh- clean and jerking. And that's where it's like, fuck, you know, but that is a, a great question and a great point. <laughs> Shitty CrossFit. Trish know words like mid? That's what I was going to say. She's got yeah. some. Um, because she could be Gen Z. Really? You never know with Trish. You never or, know. Or, well, Trish is what, 50? I think Trish, I have no, I don't even know. I don't even know if Trish is a dude or I don't know. Look, 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 look. Yeah. Trish is 50, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably like 53. Yeah. Lives in Arkansas somewhere. Yes. I like it. Yep. Mm -hmm. She's on the internet quite a bit. She's Mm -hmm. on TikTok. She understands these terms. (laughs) She also enjoys bird watching. If you go to her Instagram, that's the link. Bird watching. Oh, 67. I don't fucking know. <laughs> it's such a thing. Reveal yourself. Uh, Josh, jo- Josh, the God. Uh, Zach deserves all the credit he gets. One of the greatest minds and best people in the space. Oh, wow. What space is that? Um, thank space. you so much. 
Tell, tell me about, I mean, you, you really are everywhere right now and in, in, in a good way too, not in a, um, not because uh, you got busted for uh, using steroids and selling supplements. Um, <laughs> tell me about um, uh, Nick, Nicky Rod and, and that whole thing. Uh, he's been on the show a few times. I, matter of fact, I, I text him every month to try to get him back on. He's hard. He's hard to get a hold of, but first of all, do you think he's natural? Well, I, I, Uh-oh. Uh, no, look, that's look, not good. <laughs> even Craig Jones, even Craig Jones is, he's not skeptical, but he's like, you know, it, it's nobody knows anything about anyone. Mm-hmm. Like only the person inside knows what's really happening. Right. Like um, I could have a swastika and wear a KKK mask, but no one in, 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 in scream uh, racial epithets, but no one really knows if I'm racist except for me. It could all just be an act. A weird act. It could be an act, and yeah, if no one sees it, no one will know. But it's like, okay, looking at him, he's just, you know, a big dude. He's like 6'2", and he's got long arms, and he's got a lot of muscle. Like, that's it. Like, if you don't think that humans can exist like that, you're fucking out of your mind. Like, they're, if you go to a collegiate football team, like, there's like 30 Nicky Rods. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. There's 30 dudes who look like that. Okay, did he are they he are they genetic gear? Did he say he used to do it? No, no, no. no. He said he never did because uh, like the acne that he on had his on, back on his back was just brutal. But look, mm. hey, guess what? I could be wrong. I don't fucking know. I don't know this guy. I mean, like, I don't know what he does at home. I, I fucking don't know shit. No one knows anything about this guy. And was no it one weird ever when will. he went to go? Um, is it is it weird being taught? Like, so there's this guy and he's a badass and he's Nicky Rod. And you go and meet him at the blood place to take his blood. Is it weird when he th- does he know it's going to be you and it's going to be a guy that's two inches taller than him and, and 20 pounds heavier than him? <laughs> no, I, I mean, I is don't that think always kind of weird. Like, hey, I know you're badass, but look, I'm a big dude, too. Just yeah, that, but, just weird. Like, like, like two black guys passing each other in Disneyland and it's all white people. And they're like, hey, <laughs> is it like that? You know what I mean? It's all you fat white people and two buff black guys pass each other at Disneyland. They're like, what are you doing? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I thought I was the only one here. <laughs> oh, you date a fat black woman, a fat black white woman too? Well, wow, what a coincidence. I'm, look, if I'm ever in the same breath of uh, Nicky Rod's physique or size, then I'm yeah. happy. You sure, know? sure. Um, but that dude is a serious athlete. Yeah. He's a nice guy. And he, his, he's got a good head on his shoulders for this shit. You know, he's got this kind of this air of him of like almost ignorance, which is like what you need. Um, not paying attention to fucking detractors or your opponents or anything. Just being like, I'm the fucking man. I'm the shit. Like he's got that air about him. I can feel it. And I respect the shit out of it. And that's what you need. You absolutely need shit like that. I wish there was more of that in CrossFit. I'm, I don't know if you guys talk about this, but I'm sure that you, you, you have, and you, you do. I, I, I love the like the community aspect of CrossFit is so palpable. So is the community aspect of jujitsu. Right. I just was talking to Kalipa on my podcast yesterday, and I was like, you know, what's when you get finished rolling in jujitsu, you stay on the mats for like 30 minutes. Almost everyone just stays on the mats and talks, right? What other place are people doing that? Because if you look at like, you know, F45 or orange theory or whatever the fuck people are in and they're out even my kids class all the kids stay and play for 15 minutes yeah after the class people are in and out what yeah. other place do people stick around crossfit 
That means that there's something else there. There's some sort of bond that people have. And that's very interesting and it's very cool. But when you start to compete, fuck community, fuck like all that. I want to see killers, you know? I want to see guys who are like, nah, fuck you. I'm I'm gonna win. Like I didn't like Roman Krenikov talk talk some shit at some point. He's like, Yeah, I'm just going to beat everyone. I'm going to win. <laughs> Right or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's like I just blaster. go yeah. faster than them because they're not yeah. as fast as me. I'm going to beat yeah. them. Like, yeah. there's not enough of that shit. Yeah, yeah. Why I not? He not. doesn't even know what he's saying though. He doesn't even know how. He's just break. I don't think. I think he's just yeah. He's got that Russian autism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's got yeah. that. He's like they're just yeah. they're, they're not concerned racist, for racist. why would they? Why would they give a shit about your feelings, bro? This is a competition. I'm I'm from out of town, man. I'm from hard ass Russia. Sorry, I don't hey, speak your language literally and figuratively. Uh, I had Nikki Rod's been on the show a couple times, and one time I was like, "So you got you got a girlfriend?" He goes, "Yeah, I think he's engaged now." By the way, and he's like, I "Like for a long time, he's like, yeah, twelve years." I go, "What does she ever get jealous of you, or like, or, or like trip? Like, how do you stay focused and be uh, the best uh, jujitsu guy in the world and, and have a girl in your life? Isn't that just a distraction drama?" Drama. He goes, "If there's any drama, I just get rid of her." <laughs> I go, what about you chasing other girls? Like, he, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. I go, what? He's like, look at me. I go, what do you mean? He goes, you think I have ever chased a girl? I don't try. <laughs> and he just says it, but he's not joking. Not at all. Yeah. He's dead serious. It's like no, what he said to you when, when when he was in the gym. I was so glad you fucked this up too, Zach. I was watching the video and he's like, you're like, so what do you do to prepare? He's like, first I get a fat check. You're like, huh? <laughs> do you remember that part? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah. He's, he's like, yeah, first I get a fat check. I just love that. Yeah, well, I thought he said, he goes, first, I got a fat check. I'm like, like, you're checking your fat? <laughs> you know, like, like, I gotta check Spoken my Spoken like a true fitness guy. Yeah. So, yeah, this was interesting. Derek DM'd me. He's like, yo, dude, I've got another thing for you. And I'm like, his little fucking agent. So I went out and met him and collected blood. And it was a very interesting little exchange. Your footage cool. of him. Made, and then you ended up becoming friends with him. Yeah. Yeah. And you worked out with him. Yep. So it all worked out. It's all good. Are you going to go over to beat uh, Wad Zombie CrossFitter needs it? John Jones, Connor McGregor. I agree, man. And yeah. look, there could be an evil guy that everyone roots against, but I think there's got to be someone talking a little bit of shit, micro amounts of shit. There's one thing Matt Fraser said to Noah Olson uh, in the 2020 like games wrap up thing. You guys remember that when he's like, he's like, you know, when I retire, I'll give you the the advice or something about about a, some workout that they did it was like the lunges toast of our thing and matt's just like i just beat your ass bro i don't need your advice or something like that <laughs> I'm, I'm like fuck yes thank god because you know matt would always do this thing and I, I always saw the videos he'd finish up with a event and he'd just go and talk with guys like yeah that was so crazy what you did over there and like all this shit i'm like i got, i understand it you're jacked up finally the pressure is off and now you mm -hmm. can just like talk and there's that you know i feel the same thing in competitions you just want to like oh, i'm relaxed because the pressure is off but that killer mindset of being like fuck you dude i beat you i don't need your advice is fucking hilarious and we need more shit like that just guys, i'm gonna beat everybody I'm Roman Kremnikov. Last year in the regionals, uh, or semifinals, whatever the fuck it's called, there's a guy <laughs> named Scott. There's a guy named Scott Tetlow, and I can't remember who the other guy is. And they came across the finish line. Oh yeah. And one of the guys went to fist bump the other guy, 
And he said, while the other guy was on the ground, he goes, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and then Tetlo, or then the other guy said, hey, dude, you better fucking watch it. Or when I go in the back, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, wow, it's getting like, this shit's getting real. <laughs> like one guy doesn't want to fist bump. But hey, someone does need to do that one time when the other athletes come around to try to support you. He needs, someone needs to be like, yo, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, like when they do that, they come over there and they're like, the vultures. Let's go, Zach. You got it. You got it, Zach. <laughs> I love this community. This is what it's all about. Um, what about what about men in um, women's sports? Do you have an opinion on that? And do you think uh, that I'm? Do you think just by the fact that I'm wording it like that, that I'm being an asshole, and manipulative, that I'm not like recognizing you're, you're them? You're setting as women? me up, like you're setting me up. Uh, no, no, not not to you, but just to them, because we have a we have a we have a definition of word problem. Just like the people on the right are so fucking stupid, they keep conflating the word gender and sex like fucking morons, not realizing that words fucking matter. That's why there's a difference between a snatch and a clean and jerk. You can't just call it Olympic weightlifting. Gender, the gender, there's infinite of them. Sex, there's only two. But for some reason, uh, the people on the left and right, they're just ass fucking each other. I fucking hate it. <laughs> don't you not- think don't you think that this like subject's kind of been beat to shit, though? It's kind of like boring. Somehow. What do you like, think makes a successful podcast? Beating the shit out of topics or uh, I, I, the reason why. Uh, so I was on your roommate's podcast, Chris Williamson. Mm-hmm. And then I, he, I was like, Hey, I would love to have you on my podcast. He goes, yeah. And they go, I'd love to talk about um, what makes a successful podcast. And he goes, Hey, that's been beat to death. And I was thinking to myself, I've never heard that topic ever talked about. And he goes, I don't want to talk about that. And then I just stopped talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> just reclused away. Like, uh... um, um, meaning, uh, no, I don't, but, but do you think, do you think it needs to be talked about when you say it's um, been talked about to death? Like, I just feel like there's like, I, the reason why I bring it up is there was just a uh, USA weightlifting or something just said that they're going to allow men into women's. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. They just said it like you, a couple days ago. I need, let me see this article the power okay. or wherever the fuck this was said. Okay. Give me one. Do, do you know where it's at? Do I need to find you? Oh, you do know Caleb. Okay. Thank Caleb's you. Got it. Uh, the, the, the reason why I like that, that Finn, that Finn guy is because you guys did, well, you guys did actually start talking about what makes a good YouTube channel and how to ah. make content. And I really like that part of that. Um, yes, the, the thesis there was be gentle, be gentle, but still know where you want to go. So Savan, I think, you know, you're successful in a way because you just, you're not very gentle with the things that you say and people like that about you. I, you know, But there's going to be quite, you know, if you start thinking, hey, audience, you know, you're following me down this one way. You like me because of this content, which I don't think would would happen to you. But this is what's happened to Finn. You like me because of this content. Hey, let me change your mind about things. But when I'm doing so, let me tell you how stupid you are for thinking the way you think. And that's what Finn had to deal with. It's like all the people that came to him was because he's talked about metal and he did a really good job about it. But then these metalheads have this like, very ideologue, like they're, they're ideologues. And whenever he strays from that opinion or that mindset, they start to get pissed off. And so his thing is like, you're getting pissed off. Fuck you. You're wrong type of thing. And in that podcast, I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, just gently nudge them down the way that you want them to think. Right. And be, you know, be, be empathetic to their position, you know, and just see what happens and you'll you'll see how successful you'll be. And he's like, dude, I think about that podcast all the time. He's made like, I don't know, 20 videos since then. 
And he's like, I, I changed the way that I do this. I have a thought process around it. I'm like, that's that ultimately is how you can be a successful YouTube channel. Don't be a dick. You can actually garner a fuckload of success from being a dick. You can garner a lot of success from being the heel. But if you want to do this a long time and have people, a collective of people that will trust you and you can trust, you have to be empathetic and slightly pushy. That's my that's my thesis. Here, here's what I, I got from uh, what he was saying. I thought he was telling you that I have this crowd of people that loves me for my knowledge of music. But really, uh, uh, it, this is my, my my bias, obviously coming out politically. They don't agree with me, or ideologically, meaning in what he what I heard him say is like I'm the kind of person who believes in personal accountability, and that my reality is controlled by my inside world, and these people believe are, are, are victims out here. They're uh, um, they're um, they're not free thinkers. It, it's it's kind of like the fact like if you go you 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 want to marry this chick because she has the greatest fucking body ever, but she um she disagrees with you on every front. So you're completely attracted to her body and it's great sex, but but fucking ideologically you fucking can't connect at all. That's what I that's what I thought he was saying. I thought that was fucking fascinating. Yeah, and that's exactly. I, I'm like, yeah, but how do you like? You're the head of the work? KKK, but you're married to a black woman, and it's like fucking up your gig. All right, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh shit, well, <laughs> I'm gonna lose being the head of the KKK if they see my wife. I love black girls. Like you're fucked. Like that's yeah. what I feel like. This place he's stuck in. But that's the place he portrays himself to be stuck in. Okay. In his mind, he's like, that's where I'm yes, at. Sir. But it, yeah. the reality is not that. It's not that stark. It's not that bad. God, so he you're can a good like person, you know, and so he can, <laughs> so he can, he can honest to God, like make these changes. And he's made some videos recently that are like not in line with his people. Uh-huh. And people are kind of like, yeah, they're coming around to it. Of course he gets plenty of hate. He gets so much hate on Reddit. I get a fuckload of hate on Reddit. I got a bunch of hate Reddit's everywhere. Reddit's cesspool. Yeah. And why yeah. do you go to Reddit? Why before, why do you go to Reddit? Reddit was my zone, dude. Reddit was my fucking zone. I, that's where like Olympic weightlifting, that's where it happened for me. Okay. So like, uh, I was like, you know, CrossFit was like, here's how you snatch. Here's how you clean a jerk. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm, I got into it. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why am I listening to the CrossFit seminar? fucking staff on how to snatch and clean and jerk and how to be good at it when there's guys like Dmitry Klokov and Lu Zhaozhun and Kendrick Ferris and there's fucking like they're not lifting the same way they're lifting differently like what the fuck is this so I'm like okay I want to do that I fuck CrossFit I want to do that I want to get good at that and so I where were the places I could do that like YouTube had some videos but there was Reddit weightlifting. And at the time when I joined, there was like 30,000 people. Now there's like over 120,000 on Reddit weightlifting. And it sucks now, in my opinion. It's not as good. Um, but that was like our collective of places. What and year was it, that? What year was that? Sorry to cut you off. What 2000, year was that? 2014. Okay. 2015. Okay, okay, okay. And so when I started my YouTube channel, I started doing vlogs of like me, me being like, Hey guys, going to the gym, like going to do a CrossFit workout, going to do some like weight training, whatever. And then I posted it to CrossFit, uh, Reddit. And one guy said to me, Savan, you're going to love this shit. One guy said to me, he's like, Hey, well, your video is kind of cool. Had some good editing, but you're not that attractive. Oh, <laughs> you're not that good at CrossFit. Oh. You haven't even told us what the fuck you're doing. And I'm like, first off, fuck you. Second yeah. off, yeah. 
Thank that you. makes sense. <laughs> one of the other things he said, one of the other things he said was, what are you good at? Oh, shit. That is my fault. Was it? Yep. That was oh. my fault. fault. You know what happened? Uh, do you know what happened, Caleb? I was looking. I was looking. Is Caleb frozen Rick, too? Caleb's no. Frozen. Oh. oh, shit. <laughs> uh, hey, I accidentally kicked him out of the street. I saw a fucking window down here. Yeah, that, it, was, it was his shared one. I was just letting it ride. I was like, what the fuck is that? And I just got rid of it. And it was God, him. So you kicked it from the studio? Yeah, I kicked him off. But he could come back. Yeah, he's just a quick he point. He can again. Can go back. Here, I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him. <laughs> uh, uh, while uh, that's going on, uh, what the fuck, Trish? You are an ass clown. Savon is still stuck in the us versus them mentality that is driven by emotion. He will hopefully get past it. Jesus Christ. You don't fucking know what the fuck you're trying to listen. It's 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 me and it's people trying to put their thumb up my fucking ass. And uh, and I'm not and, and now that I have kids, I'm not going to tolerate that. So in that respect, you're right. But uh, I used to be a uh, us. I used to be. It's all of us. And um, us versus no, them. But but now that I have kids and you wouldn't understand, Trish, because you don't have any kids. You, don't, you wouldn't understand of. that we know. Of, yeah. You wouldn't understand. Here he is. Here he is. Here he is. Hey, let me let me finish this story. Yes. Yeah, sorry, that was my fault. Spoke. I kicked you off. Sorry, that was so, an accident. So no, no, it's all good. Um, so he say, he said to me, he's like, "What are you good at?" And I'm like, "Okay, I've been coaching at this point in time. I think it was like 2015. I was coaching CrossFit full time. Like I was getting a salary, which is wild for 2015. That's wild. Um, like I was getting a check, and I was coaching like." four or five classes a day. I was doing, I was wow. on ramping. I must have taught, I shit you not a thousand people how to snatch and clean a jerk. And wow. I came up with these ways of doing it. And so the guy was like, what are you good at? I'm like, oh, I'm pretty fucking good at teaching weightlifting in a way that not many CrossFitters have. So my first video was three tips to like help you snatch. And what I did was I compared Emily Bridgers, who's a really, you know, great, great CrossFitter. Um, actually pretty decent lifter, but her technique was off because like it was this CrossFit style of lifting at that time. And I was like, here's what she's doing wrong. Here's the things that I coach that are that like combat this because this is the issue that I consistently see. We can learn the, the lifts like this as opposed to otherwise. And I put that video on Reddit weightlifting. I got like 30 comments from people being like, wow, this is great. It was a five minute video. Like, Keep making these and we'll watch them. And I remember I got emails for every subscriber I got. And this was way back in the, I mean, 2016. I didn't like, the, I don't think that's a feature anymore. If it was, that'd be insane. Um, but I got 25 emails and I was like, oh my God, I just got 25 subscribers in one night. Holy shit. Something's happening here. I had like 300 views, fucking 300 views. People yeah. watching my shit. Like, holy God damn. So I made a video a week for three years straight. No shit. Yeah. And then I got up to like, you know, 70,000 or something like that. And here I am now at 200,000. Like I really have never had a boom. I never, if you look at my social blade or whatever the fucking thing is called, it's just this. I have literally just kept touching the, the algorithm for six, over six, seven years now. Like do wow. not miss. And so, so that's like my birth what a into great YouTube. Story. Yeah. yeah, and it's that's it's, so motivational. 
hopeful. Hey, and the thing is, too, you're going to reach a tipping point, and I think that that will be exponential. Not like you're looking for it, but that's what tends to happen. You have this slow build, slow build, then you have that overnight success. It's just like boom, and then you're kind of everywhere, and uh, the stuff starts to populate all over the place. Uh, um, like you said, like I'm not I'm not looking for it because if I if you look for shit like that, it's just it's elusive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Zach, what do what do you think about um uh uh fast ascent, fast decline? Oh, it's it's palpable. I've ha- I know so many people have done it. So really? many. Okay. Yeah, one, so well, good because um, we're on it. We're not on that page. Well, I've always said I was afraid of that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want this because that usually just comes down. Just as fast are you guys up. growing? Are you guys growing? We're growing. Yeah, we, we put on like, three subscribers every day. We're sw- we're swimming upstream. No, against the algorithm for real. A little what's bit, what's but... the metric like? What's it look like? It is. It's it, it is. It's like that. Steady it's growth, it's like that. It's growth, it's, yeah. it's it's Just keep it's, doing it. it's look, three to three to twenty. Like we'll probably put on twenty subscribers with you. It'll be like our biggest jump in a month. But we put on three to twenty subscribers every day. I I and we kill on on iTunes and Spotify. We do kill over there. So I came up with this thing, and yeah. this is also I think a part of physics. Um, but if it exists, it will succeed. So as long as you exist, just continue mm. to exist. Just over enough time horizon. Yep. You yep. will it, get like there. you have to. You have to. Cause like if you exist for so long and you just suck, 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 like you're gonna end up quitting, right? right. But if you just keep going, like this is the idea behind the markets. Keep your shit in long enough, it's gonna happen again. Right, you know? Right, right, right. I, I, I said this uh uh this, sorry to, to, I said this on another podcast. I said it yesterday. It's kind of interesting. And I just got a text regarding it. I said the interesting thing about being a, a woman is you'll always n- remember the biggest cock you ever ha- had and the smallest cock you've ever had. Th- those I'm sure that those will stick in your mind. And I go for men, it's not like that. Like I don't remember the smallest tits or the biggest tits. I just I just don't remember that. And, and this this girl I know just texted me and she said if women shove their rock hard tits into a hole in your body, you would absolutely remember the biggest and smallest you've ever had. Basically, she's saying she she agreed with me. I like that when. I get confirmation from a woman. That's a little bit of a um, digression, not non sequitur, but yeah, I just saw the text come in. Sorry. Yeah, it is a different, <laughs> it, it's, it's like physically, biologically, entirely different experience for women to have sex and than it is for men. Right. Right. And if you yeah, saw a penis this released. big or a penis this big, you're going to remember those two. You're going to, re- I would remember. I, I, re- say, I, I, I know I the biggest that. penis I've ever seen. Oh, we've so, heard about it. There, yeah. One of my and friends, I remember the smallest. Now that I think about it, it was in a shower at UC Santa Barbara. One of my <laughs> friends um, that I was ridiculously small that I met like quickly when I was on YouTube. Um, he saw that I was doing well and he like DM'd me and we, you know, whatever. He had a video that popped off and it was like there was just a hot chick in his video squatting and he was like teaching her how to squat. And the only reason it popped off was because there was a hot chick. And he's like, wow, I could keep doing this. So he kept doing it and he took off. Subscribers went up. And then, dude, like by the time I was talking to him, he was getting no views, no nothing, no engagement or anything. That's the the big skyrocket. You know, you built yourself up on a on a house of cards. Like, you know, it sucks. Now, what's really cool is oh, the people shit, who can, you brought the conversation back around. That was oh, good. of course I did. Thank so you. <laughs> what's really cool is the people who can go viral, uh-huh. take that viral shit and run with it. And yeah. then they're actually talented or they have the know how in order to keep that audience engaged. Those are the true heroes. Those people are fucking freaks. You know, they did it the wrong way, but then they're like, fuck, I'll do whatever it takes to keep people around. And they did it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that I, it's hard off the top of my mind. I can't really think about it, but like that chick, bad baby who was, she was the catch me outside chick. 
Oh yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Um, yep, from Dr. Phil. She is still incredibly famous. Yeah. That that's was, a, that's nuts. Yeah. That's a 15 minutes of fame thing. That's a less than 15 minutes of fame thing. And yet she's still around. That's super impressive. And that's gotta be commended in certain way. Like whether, you know, whether or not you think about how legitimate bad babies fucking music is, which I'm sure it's atrocious, but either way, she's still relevant, at least to my knowledge, not relevant to me, but yeah, 16, 16 million, million dude, just off that one line on Dr. Phil in, it was said a hell long ago. And then yep. it like somehow resurfaced and blew can I up. hear the line. I don't remember. I don't know what you guys, I, can it's, I hear the line? She was like an unruly teen that told her mom to fuck off and had a bunch of sex and was doing drugs. And she was like 13 or 14. And one of the therapists or something like that told her, you know, Hey, you got to straighten up. And she's like, Oh, anybody could get a catch me outside. Then catch me outside. Like she was going to go fight like her to outside. F- like yeah, to yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, oh, Oh, Cause you're too streetwise. Yup. And all these hoes laughing like so funny. Talking about the audience, that they're laughing at her. Did Did you say the 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 hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are about. Catch me outside. How about that? Huh? Catch me outside. How about that? That's it. That's it. That's Sorry. what all of it was built off of. Catch me outside. How about that? And like and years later, <laughs> where's now, the beef? Where's the beef? And now she's 16 million followers. You know, that's that that's an interesting one, right? Because that's yeah. everything that we do not say we want to do. We want to build slowly. We want to have this thing that we can, you know, continually get good on and build this nice base. She there's did always, not do that. There's always going to be those outliers, though. You know, there's always. A, yeah. Seven point six million views six on that years ago. But what's crazy oh, is her uh, account now has more followers than that has views, which is pretty fucking impressive. Oh, yeah. I got kicked yeah. off of Instagram, Zach. Yeah, and you got a new one now, yeah? Yeah. Is that because you were doing too much righty shit when um, they were banning people for that? For that? Yeah, because I was because I was wondering where the, the, the COVID came from. Which is hilarious, by the way, because the Times just came out and they're like, hey, uh, came from a lab in Wuhan. Which is fucking so insane, dude. Mm-hmm. Careful, so your mom insane. might be listening. Careful, your mom might be listening. True. Hey, um, you met Mike Ditka? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mike Ditka is like a close family friend because so my dad's a sports writer. Like a like the, what's wild is what's wild to me is like I'm more recognizable than my father now. But my mm-hmm. whole life, like we would go, you know, at the airport, walk around Chicago like we'd be stopped in the street and they'd be like, oh, my God, you're Rick Tellender. You know, mm-hmm. never in a million years did I think I would have somewhat of the level of success as my father. Like I just always assumed like. I'll never live up to his, you know, his uh, prowess. Dude, look how far your eyes look apart, though. You're fucking, your, <laughs> eye, your head fucking grew around your eyeballs. Yeah. Fucking yeah. crazy. Does uh, your girlfriend have a huge head? No, it's tiny. It's a pinhead. Oh. I've got a massive dome piece, dude. My my I my wife has a tiny head too, but I think that um that's if you want to be like I think the hottest chicks in the world have giant heads, like Gal Gadot, like Wonder Woman. Oh, or, Bethany, or Bethany Shadburn. I think a giant head is. You, Very so if you have a daughter, she might have a giant head. But yeah. So I, I basically like was always around, you know, sports figures and stuff. And what's crazy is the bears practiced next door to my house. Like literally we, there used to not be a, uh, there, there wasn't a fence. So Hallis hall was in Lake forest and we could walk 
through like a tiny little wooded area and get on the field where the bears were practicing. Wow, my dad shit. just so, yeah, my dad was, uh, you know, writing columns for the sun times, Chicago sun times at that time. So there's a picture of Walter Payton on our, on our front porch, Wow, sitting on our front porch. Yeah. Wow. And, wow. um, yeah. And then with your mom the- with the shotgun being like, what are you doing here? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you need boy jesus christ savant what just i mean it's texas where where where, where it's it's where was it chicago where was it lake forest illinois and so yeah so then then um yeah um so that's that's how i grew up was just around those things and so mike dicka was one of those guys that we just we always knew and dicka had this restaurant that we always went to my family and i you know we went to uh dicka's down in in chicago on chestnut street and it recently closed, which is fucking tragic, but that was our, that was our family spot. And if he was in, he was coming to talk to us. So that's where I got that picture with him. That's yeah. Awesome. That's, that's crazy. Cool. Hey, do you think it influenced you how you treat famous people by the way your dad treated famous people? Like it was no yep, hundred percent. Explain yep. that to me. I just heard that concept the other day. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine was telling me that when he was around famous people and his kids were there, he so Chris act so cool. Like they were just regular people so yep. that his kid would see, Hey, it's just regular people. My, my, I mean, my roommate, Chris, like we, I've met a ton of pretty fucking famous people and we just shoot the shit with them. And then they're like, Oh, you're pretty cool. Let me get your number. And then we, we become friends. It's like, you know, uh, on a smaller level, I've had people like this one guy DM'd me. He, he does jujitsu and he's a really good musician and he's like, hey, man, if you ever want to jam in Austin, I'm here. Like, I like your music. And I checked him out. I checked out his page. He's got a famous music. musician guy. No, it's just this is just a normal dude. He just oh, like oh. he just was a fan. He's a oh. fan. I'm like, oh. yeah, come come by. Then we jammed and like became close friends. And now we're just good friends. Right. That's How did awesome. he get into your DMs and get a response. But I didn't. <laughs> well, <laughs> Savon. <laughs> <laughs> it's just getting weird. Yeah, eventually you did. Eventually, I had to talk to someone who had to talk to someone who had to talk to. Well, you. that's I was like, Killer, get me on Savan's podcast, and he's like, he's trying to reach out to you. I'm like, what? Yeah. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. Anyways, so that's what I'm saying. It's like meeting, meeting, you know, meeting a a famous person or whatever. Like, did you learn that from your dad though? Was your dad cool? And then you were like, okay, oh yeah, gonna, there's gonna... a picture on uh, somewhere on my Instagram of my dad standing across from Michael Jordan like literally chat talking shit. And I used to see this shit all the time. And my dad would literally not, but he would like talk shit with Michael Jordan. Like they would just sit across from each other and fucking talk at each other. They weren't like, he wasn't like, Oh, Hey Michael, like, it's like, no, this is a guy who I'm going to write about. He knows I'm going to write about him. This is a relationship that we have. This is a working relationship, you know, where, and, and the wildest thing, man, if you watch the last dance, that that um documentary on netflix now mm-hmm. my dad's in it a few times he's got a few interviews um because he was like at the forefront of knowing the bulls and michael he had like some serious behind the scenes access that like no one had um once michael finds out that like you're worthwhile working with like you're in his you know you're one of the media guys he's in sports illustrated fucked up sports illustrated wrote something bad about michael he never worked with him again Wow. Still to this day. Mm, wow. Do you know how much of a fucking mistake that is from Sports Illustrated? Yeah. yeah. That's a oh, huge shit. 
That's oh awesome. shit, that's awesome. Yeah, so cool. they're fucking chatting, dude. What they're is not... that? The Bible on D on CDs holding? Yeah. What the fuck is Jordan holding? I is that Jesus on a CD cover? Probably like Shaw Day or some shit. Okay, fair. You know, <laughs> but they're just talking music, you know, and and um, so yeah, that's that's like how I kind of learned that. Another thing, dude, I bring me the horizon. It, uh, Chris is good friends with Bring Me the Horizon. It's a very famous uh, metal band, and um, like they did shit with um mgk and they did shit with ed sheeran like they're pretty pretty goddamn popular you watched a documentary about them you mentioned in an interview i saw you do i wrote them down here bring me the horizon heavy metal band you worked with Uh, yeah so i uh chris is like do you want to go to to this concert and we're gonna get you know backstage passes and we'll hang out with them i'm like cool sounds great i'm like do you mind if i bring my camera he's like yeah fine whatever as we're the day before, he's like, Hey, the, the boys want to train. I'm like, wow, that's cool. So I found a gym in Houston. I picked them up. So I got the fucking bring me the horizon in my truck. Me, Chris shotgun, bring me the horizon behind me. We go to the gym and I just shoot the training session. I'm just, we're just fucking chatting shit and training. And then we get in the car. I drive them back to uh, the the stadium where they were playing. And they're like, yeah, if you guys want to watch, uh, we're going to do sound check. Dude, while they're doing sound check, I'm literally just walking on stage and like walking around wherever the fuck I want. I've got crazy videos of this shit. How fun. Yeah. Yeah. Cool it, and Oh, my and, God. They're so fucking young. Dude, they're not anymore, though. Oh. They're not. They're that like dude 30. in the second from the right looks like he's fucking yeah. 16. Yeah. Um, they're like <laughs> mid 30s, actually. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. So so it was wild. And then, you know, an hour before they go on, they're playing FIFA in the back room and we're just sitting there, you know, and then they go on and there's like people who dresses those guys, people just fucking dying when they go on stage, like girls collapsing and crying like this is the level of fucking stardom we're talking about here and we're just Damn. like hanging out with them and so for me it was like it, it's it's kind of a once you get in the you know you like crossfitters aren't very famous but if someone follows them like you know danielle brandon or whatever mm. follow them that they're like wow this person's my hero but like savan you chat with danielle brandon she's a friend you know it's yeah. just that's a smaller level it's like, mm-hmm. okay, let's elevate that a little bit. Like there are some guys who do CrossFit. Like Alex Rodriguez was hanging out at Waterpalooza with a bunch of people. Um, you know, it's just yeah, it's all it, there. There's levels. He was a, yeah. a J-Lo's ex-husband, ex the the baseball dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's rocking a baller suit too. And he just came strutting down the front. And then uh, yeah. actually Kalipa, I was standing next to Kalipa and he's like, Hey Rod, he turns like, What up, guys? And just keeps on trekking through. It was it was funny to see him there. Yeah. So it's like it's you just I don't know. It's just it's just how things end up happening. If to to but, answer your question, and 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 you learn that from your dad, you think? Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I the the people who I've I was literally like three years old, like looking up like this. Yeah. Like, oh my god, there's fucking Luke Longley. My dad just goes up, shakes his hand. He's like, "Hey, Luke, how you doing?" You know, I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" You know, looking back and forth, and that's like just you know how how it works and then another thing too is like you know there's nothing wrong with being like hey can i get your picture because you want to show your friends like hey i met this person i i this is someone who i cherish this is a moment i cherish that's totally fine but i find that the mental 
you know, remembering just walking up to someone and shaking their hand and being like, Hey, you know, you're, this is amazing. This is what you did here is great. And just talking to them for a little bit and being like, all right, well, uh, I'll talk to you or I'll see you later. Bye. Or I'll never see you again. Whatever. It was nice to meet you. Bye. Like that is so, I cherish that no matter what, wouldn't matter what position I'm in. I cherish that so much more than a picture. Mm-hmm. So much more. Mm-hmm. Does this mean you're twice as good as me? What do you Zach mean? Zach Tellender is greater than Sevon, and it's two greater than signs. <laughs> two, two times two. <laughs> I um a, a friend of mine the other day, um uh Travis Bajan, uh, professional arm wrestler guy, you'd probably love to have on your podcast too. By the way, um his son his son just broke the all time NFL uh, passing record in college of all time, best college passer in the history of college football. And wow. He he told me that whenever he would be around fucking really famous people and if someone was around, he would do that. He would just make sure that it's completely fucking casual. So the other day I was at a party and Rodney Mullen was there. Do you know who that is? Fuck, do I know who Rodney Mullen is? Okay. Of course okay. I do, Savon. How and dare so, and you? So, and so and my kid and my kids were there and my kids were there. And so I sat down and talked to Rodney, just chill for like an hour and a half, but just making sure my son would see like, hey, it's just me and Rodney just Brilliant. fucking shooting the shooting the shit. Uh, one thing, and hey, you know, you know it's funny to say this. I hate to 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 brag, but no, I don't really hate to brag. To brag, uh, when I left there, Rodney asked me for my phone number. Hey, could I have your phone number? And I oh, and I did chub up a little bit. I did chub a little. So one one thing I could say is like another thing is like don't just be a fanatic and a sheepish fanatic. Um, What's that mean? What you're doing is automatically lowering yourself, saying that, mm. like admiring is amazing so for instance yeah chris, yeah i admire all the people yeah yeah chris, i still yeah, admire chris, people chris i admire Neither. chris i am a massive fan of chris williamson and yet i'm gonna open up the fucking door to so we have like two separate houses it's pretty cool setup i open up the door to i go what's up you boner like that's yeah. i'm opening it up and i'm talking shit to him immediately but yeah. i like love him i think he's incredibly talented i'm on yeah. his side i'm his biggest fucking fan okay right. so in that way, I'm not like, oh my God, Chris Williamson. And I'm this fucking like little <laughs> sheep. You know, I'm not like that. When I see it, it's like if but people you still are, fanboy over him. It's like yeah. it's like Rich. I've been with Rich a thousand people, times. Look, I treat him like a dude, but I fucking res- love him to I still let him know, hey dude, I'm a fan. Don't fuck around. Exactly. A it's a, it's like when people they separate themselves from Harry Styles. Like these women are like, Oh my god, Harry Styles, he is such a god. It's like, dude. It's one thing to be like obsessed with his music and think he's fucking talented and maybe even think he's hot and be attracted to him. It's another thing to say, I am a fucking worm. I am a sheep. This is a person who is better than me, literally a better human than I am. I believe that there is no human that's better than another human in that way. But there are people who are more talented, more skilled, what have you. Do you see what I mean? It's yeah, like it's important yeah. that that person who's a fan does not become a sheep. Right. And I, I that distinction is so important and I I think it's fucking awesome that you're able to do that in a in a micro way with Rodney Mullen in front of your kids. And I think maybe my dad did that to me. I, I don't know if he yeah. did that purposefully, yep. but I think that's fucking cool. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, I still show him a great deal of respect. It's, even my friends. That's how I feel. I, have to let I don't my, want friends that I don't look up to. I Sorry. Let, What's he doing? Window cleaner. Chris is bitching at me. He's in Vegas. I have to let the the oh. window cleaner in. I'll be back in a second. That's you know you made it. You got a window cleaner. I think those are the people <laughs> you need to surround yourself with. Yeah, that's it. <clears throat> Paulina fucking nailed it. 
and, and it's funny because that's what Travis said to me the other day too. He said, Hey, I'm not letting hanging around normal people anymore. Yeah. The people you should have people around you that you uh, look up to. You should For have, sure. yeah, it, it should be fucking Rodney Mullen, Michael Jordan. They're really um, going to help you propel to be better in life. Right. If you, and a lot of people hide from that because they don't want to be challenged in that way. So it's so much easier to get a group of friends where you're like, you know, the, the most successful quote unquote one there. It's kind of yeah. like when the, uh, when like the the chick who's like a six or or a five, just hangs out with all like threes, <laughs> you know what I mean? So every picture she's in the center, like, and you're looking, like, damn, look like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to being being the five around tens, you know. Uh, much much greater. I'll take it. Yeah. What am I gonna do? I'm old. I don't know the vernacular. I'm not fucking roommates with Chris Williamson. <laughs> but I am, I am, but I am uh, roommates with the three playing brothers. And let me. Tell uh, you. He left. Oh, oh, I you lost answer. the window cleaner. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't answer the doorbell quick enough. Oh, this podcast is too important. So uh, life is good. You guys have a fucking uh, window cleaner. Chris asked for it, dude. I I don't fucking need a window cleaner. Fuck <laughs> off. Uh, uh, the guest is hostile. Um, uh, Jonathan Adams, you love to brag. Uh, Sevon loves to brag. Uh, it's my favorite uh, trait about Sevi. Um, oh, oh, you want to know another thing that Chris, this you're going to love this, Savon. Yeah. Okay, so in the UK. Chris Williamson is a huge podcaster out of the UK. He moved to the United States. He's a good dude. Um, I was on his show. Um, it was very awkward. This is one of my favorite life lessons. Uh, yeah. Again, this should be for men and women alike. Yeah. Um, uh, coming from the UK, a, a term that they talk about or a term that they say is called cutting down the tall poppy. Have you heard about this? Have you heard yeah. this? Yeah. So this is a thing that is it's part of some cultures in, in the US, but because the US has this more like capitalistic and like hap like happy go lucky, like golden retriever mindset, we're not as cynical. Uh, we're not as skeptical, uh, like in general. Uh, but in the UK, Yes. Uh, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. So in the UK, they're like, dude, do not brag about your accomplishments to the point of like, really this being a negative thing. Like if someone starts to uh, succeed and excel, people are going to cut you down. It's a and, socialist phenomenon, by the way. It's a completely socialist phenomenon. Well, I don't know because this is, look, England was doing shit like this long before they were this like crazy kind of socialist Canada, Canada fit Finland. They're all tall poppy places. Okay. Savan, barring your righty ideal, <laughs> idealistic type of uh, narrative here. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just checking you a little bit. I Please, love it. I, I, I love it. You're very, okay. very welcome. Very. Um, so like one thing he was telling me, he's like, it's palpable that like the amount of like, I don't talk about anything. He's like, I don't talk about anything with my friends, like nothing about the things that I do, the things that I'm going to do, because the moment that I do, people are going to be like, oh, Chris is a, is a, is a cunt. You know what I mean? He's just showing off. He's just bragging. He's braggadocious. And um, what's, you know, th that there's good reason for that. Like, it's nice to have people who are modest. And like Irish people, especially like are fucking modest people. And um, Chris was like, I got to get out of Conor here. McGregor. Right. Except that's what, and they fucking hate him, dude. They hate him in Dublin. I've so many people were like, I don't, they don't even talk about him there. Okay. <laughs> mm, interesting. Um, so 
So, uh, yeah. So, tall poppy, so, tall poppy, tall yeah, poppy. So, so basically during the pandemic, Chris is trapped in his house. His podcast is kind of successful. It's like going up, you know, he's literally not allowed to leave his house. Okay. And he's like, the weather is shit. Everything sucks. He's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. I'm like, cool. I'm moving my place. You want to move in together? Uh, he's like, cool, let's do it. We get this place down here. Had you met so, him before? Had you met yeah, him? Yeah, I was on his show. I was on a show like fucking four years ago or something. I've been on like eight times. I thought he escaped to the UAE. He did for a little bit. During, okay. Yeah, that was a okay. that was a cool move he did. Okay. That, uh, was, but that was a little bit later. So so, anyways, he moves here and He's like, you know, the first thing I noticed, Zach, he's like, you're a very excitable person. Not many people in the UK are excitable. Like they don't want to show that they're like something really stokes them. You know, this is a protective mechanism. It makes sense. Okay. Uh, so he gets here and his mindset changes and he's like, you know, I feel comfortable talking about things with you because you're happy for me. And I'm like, and I, I remember I walked up to him I'm like, Chris, we have to make sure that we can share our victories with each other and we never stop doing it. I literally said this to his face. He's like, agreed. We fucking, we, we shook each other's hands. So now it's like, yo, dude, I just had a video get a hundred thousand views and blah, blah, blah. He's like, fuck yeah, dude. You know, like we're, it's not this thing where we're showing off to each other. We need this ability to raise each other up and to be happy for each other's accomplishments. And that's something that that I would wholeheartedly suggest to anyone listening or watching that you do with your friends, share your victories and embrace each other's victories. It makes a bond so much stronger and it lifts you even further. Hey, I the, agree. The one issue with that though, Wait, is you got hold be, on one second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, tell him Sousa. And I, I'm, I'm going to go pee real quick. Okay. Have, okay. How are you on time? Uh, Mr. Zach? Oh, I can go. I just, I'm, I just, I got to train at some point. Okay. I got to pee. Know. Hold on. I want to keep yeah. you on for a few more minutes. Yep. I think that the the confidence of the people that you surround yourself with is a big factor in that. Because if I'm not very confident and I see your success and I start spinning the story in my head that your success is taking away from my success or worse, we start doing the the ego protector. Well, Zach only did this because of this, or that's only happening because of this. And he got lucky. And right. And so the, and it's, it's hard to find those people at first because that's, you won't see it right away. And sometimes that chatter starts to happen behind the scenes, right? Yeah, com- confidence is like the ultimate catalyst, man. Yeah. You, a, a, if a uh, an, a non a not confident man is a scary one. Hey, what and, would you what would you say? Like, how if if somebody is hearing this and they feel that they're kind of not confident and insecure, like, is there anything that you, that you would suggest? Like, is there something that helped you get yourself there? Because you seem super confident and whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. I, but I'm not you know. though. You know, I'm not. I'm just. I guess I'm I'm comfortable in myself and I'm comfortable on the mic. I'm comfortable talking to people. Fuck, I've got problems. I've got issues. I've got, you know, I've got yeah, maybe comfortable out. is a better word rather than yeah. confident. You're just more comfortable in your own skin. Well, it's like, you know, people people don't care about you. So use mm-hmm. that as a weapon. You know, people don't you you think people are watching you and you think they're judging you and talking shit about you. They're not. So use that as a weapon. Do what you want. And if they are talking shit about you or whatever, they're not worth your fucking time. Mm. You cannot be told that enough. No one can be told that enough. But it's a very difficult thing to do. I I struggle with it a lot. You know, a negative comment can throw me off the edge. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got 3,000 comments, you know? You focus I got, on that one negative yeah, one. Yeah, that's the, yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah. this is a typical thing that people see, but it's like, yep. 
I think confidence is also how you interact with the world around you. It's not just how you take in the world and and then you react. It's like you can put out things into the world that will allow you to become com- confident. One is just being nice and being an enjoyable person to be around. Mm. It is the most important thing. Um, uh, Positive attitude is yeah, so contagious. Chris, Chris said in, in a study, there's like a massive meta-analysis of uh, relationships. He just told me this yesterday. Uh, that the number one characteristic that was in all successful relationships was, and I, I forget the exact words, but it was like basically being somebody that the other person wanted to be around. Like in, in me, being like, oh, an, it was like a nice disposition was the word. A nice disposition. That was it. It's like people don't realize how fucking unbelievably valuable that is. Mm-hmm. Look someone in the eyes, smile understand where they're coming from and just be a nice person. And Oh my God, you can get so far in this world. Yeah. People underestimate a positive attitude is bringing a ton of value. And if you find these people that are really successful in life, like if you, if you get to next to Jeff Bezos and you're like, okay, I want to get close to this guy. You have nothing to fucking offer him essentially. Right. You Mm -hmm. can't buy him anything. It's like, how do I add value to this? But if you show up with a really good positive attitude and you have energy and people just gravitate towards that, that is the value that you could bring. And you don't need to look much further than being that person. Sounds Uh, like white privilege. uh, (laughs) Or, or, or you could just be born with a huge cock. (laughs) <laughs> not all of us are so lucky, Sevan. Oh God! So you know, I so right before the Fraser uh, video <laughs> that I did, I think that was probably the biggest podcast get that I had was Fraser because, like, at the time, he was very hard to get a like get a hold of. And um, when did you do that at Wadapalooza? Oh, recently. You know, yeah, everyone wants to touch Matt Fraser. Everyone wants contact with him, and I was lucky enough to get it because I had a bunch of connections with HWPL people and right before i actually said this on a vlog but i took it off because i looked like dog shit savon my on on the screen like my bags under my eyes i didn't really sleep that well the night before i just looked like shit but i took it out and the thing that i said to the camera was god you're huge look at you you're fucking giant (laughs) you're fucking huge sorry go ahead (laughs) the thing the thing that i said to the camera before uh as we were taking the elevator up to this this space where we did the podcast the thing that I said was just care, like just care. That's all I'm telling myself. Cause I'm pretty nervous right now. Um, you know, this is a, a pretty high pressure situation. Just care. You've always cared about Matt Fraser. Don't change any of that now. Yeah. Like I I've watched Matt Fraser for so long. I was on the Matt Fraser train long before people knew who he was. Like I watched, uh, the live stream of the ECC. Do you remember that event? The mm-hmm. fucking one that Bergeron used to put on. Yeah. I'm yep. like, I know this guy. I know Matt Fraser is good. This is like 2015 or some shit. 2016. I don't remember. I, I, and like, I've been watching him since then. I know his whole career. I'm a big fan of his weightlifting. Cause I'm a weightlifter. Like just care. And like that interview, I can't tell you how many CrossFitters were like, dude, I've seen so many interviews with Matt Fraser, but you and him connected on a serious level. I mean, fuck, we both cried like in, in part of it. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And like all it was because I I was looking at the guy's eyes and like genuinely caring for him, like genuinely gave a fuck. It wasn't like, I was like, so what was it like to win the CrossFit games? You know, being on a podcast with seven care. I actually, (laughs) I actually don't care about that. I care about you. Tell me who are you? 
You know, I want to know more, like genuinely. So I was able to depict that. And I think if we're looking at confidence, if we're looking at like ways to succeed in this world, just care about the person you're talking to. Wow. Yeah. Have a nice disposition and things go well. It's fucking amazing. It's crazy. You know? I know. I cared about one of my guests and the podcast went fucking amazing. Um, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, which guest? I don't know. I went, yeah. Well, it's 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 interesting to hear you say that too, because you've been around so many um high high profile people that Matt would be the one where you'd have that talk, but those are the talks you have to have with yourself when you do um the the things. I almost have a talk with like that. I, I, I'm so excited every morning when I come out here to do my podcast. I can't fucking believe I get to do it. And so I kind of, I feel a, a, maybe a cousin to what you're saying about um, uh, it kind of just like them. And my, my thing is, is I never want anyone to feel, I feel like this is my living room. And when I, people come to my house, I want them to leave happier, no matter what, no matter who they are. That's amazing. To, yeah. You know what I mean? I want them to have some good food. I want to have some, some good drink and I want them to have like a good, like a, like leave healthier sort of uh, feeling about themselves. I want people to, I, I like, I, I believe in people. I believe in people. There's this thing that someone wrote down here. English people don't like braggarts. My, my friend Travis Bajan is like the biggest braggart I know, but he never says he's better than other people. And I fucking love that. So that is okay. So and this I is fucking Matt, like that. That's like he doesn't. He, he I'm the I'm so fucking great. I'm so fucking strong. Like he does all this. And then if, when he's arm wrestling, he's like that dude's the greatest arm wrestler who ever lived. And I'm yeah. about to beat him. So you know so, what I mean. And it's like I fucking love that. This is the this is the key, right? He would be mm -hmm. a dick if he wasn't confident. This is what Matt was kind of getting at. Okay. Right? So you if you're braggadocious and you're. Yeah not confident, you're going to, some sort of egotistical asshole nature of you is going to come out and right. you're going to be flawed. But if you're a confident man yeah, and you, and you have this air of confidence in this bragging, yeah. it's actually incredibly attractive, but yeah. that's the only time that it is. So your yeah. friend is that guy. Yeah. And he is that guy. And if you've been around someone who's not confident and is a braggadocious person, they end up being like a pathological liar. They end up, you know, being, wow. being a shitty person to be around. Well, wow. and that's kind of what happened to Connor. He was so confident and the bragging was attractive. And then he kind of crossed the line as he got later into okay. his career and he started mm -hmm. becoming a little nasty. So yeah. this is and another it made it thing hard too. to like him because he was nasty. He became venomous. This is another thing. Uh, I had Chris on my show. We did an extensive talk on this. Yeah. Um, and it was, we love winners and it's yeah. really fucked up. It's, it's actually, it's something that I battle with every day. Anyone can get away with anything if they win. It is fucking crazy. Anyone can get away. Example of what you're talking Logan about. Logan Paul. Logan Paul. Uh -huh. The day, two weeks or a month, I don't know how long, after he gets caught doing one of the biggest crypto scams, mm. red-handed, his drink company gets bought as the drink for the UFC. Oh, that that what's it called? Piper. That is one of Brian. the biggest Brian. one of the biggest fucking victories you could take, and everyone forgot about it. Yeah, it was. This it was is the world the we live in, Savon. He was purposely scamming people. I mean, whether it was purposeful or not, I mean, the guy Coffeezilla who exposed it was just on Rogan. He was just on Rogan, and he. Um, this is what the the big thing was. 
Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. People have already forgot about it because Logan Paul is a winner. And I battle with this fucking daily, Savon. This is my inner inner monologue every day. It's like, what does the world even fucking mean? We're all just popcorn eating, foam finger holding consumers who want to watch the home team win. It doesn't matter. Morality doesn't matter. Ethics don't matter. None of it matters as long as you win. And it is fucked. Can you give me another example? Tiger Woods. That's exactly what I was saying. Tiger Woods. What do you mean? What's his? What what, what was his? What did he do? I mean, he did quite a few things. You know, he was a very uh, afflicted person. He cheated on his wife tons of times, uh, you know, fucking had like an ambient freak out in his car. Like he was a tormented soul, though. So that's a little bit different. Like I would call him a victim of his <laughs> surroundings, like 100 percent. His life was just not a very healthy one to live from childhood and yeah, on right from the game. Uh, Lance Armstrong took a beating. I don't yeah, know he if took I would a beating. He, took a he beating. hasn't come back quite yet, but Alex Rodriguez, people forget about like the amount of bullying. He Lance Armstrong bullied people. When yeah. He that fought. sucked. That was yeah. the only thing that's like the reporters right. and shit, the and lawsuits. Him, yeah. Yes. And, and just talking shit and dragging their name through the mud. That's where things, you know, that's where that's where it's like Lance Armstrong doesn't, you know, but, it, you know, uh, yeah, if, if more people could comment, it's like we care about winners. I mean, fucking Andrew Tate for mm-hmm. a long time. We didn't give a fuck about all the crazy shit that he said. He's a winner. Look at his money. Look at his Bugatti. You know, it's like it's 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 really I need to pay more attention to this. Yeah. Think about it. Just just look at it next time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe put, 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 look, start looking at the world through that, through that. Shamelessness gets you very far. Shamelessness gets you very far. You know, there was a, I I don't know exactly the, 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 you know, the, the finite definition of Harikari or Harikaru or Seppuku or whatever it was called, but it's essentially falling on the sword. Yeah. Like if you have this shame, instead of bearing your, uh, instead of, you know, striking your family name down, they, they ritual suicide. It's, um, what about what about Kobe Bryant? That's another example. Yeah, yeah. But I but mean, we don't even know. How do you even know if he raped that woman? We we don't. We look. That's the that's the thing. It's like we don't really. Uh, that that's a tricky one. And here's another thing too. Mike Tyson. Savon. You know, here's the thing, Savon. Yeah. It's like some people are redeemable, and this is like this is what I love. It's like we have this. We want narratives to exist. We want good guy, bad guy. We want this arc of uh, who to root for and all of that. Mm-hmm. And the fucked thing is in life, nothing ends up like that. That's why for me, uh, um, what was that show that everyone watched that with the dragons and shit? Um, Oh yeah. Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. That's why Game of Thrones was so compelling to me was it was like, everyone wants to root for the Starks. It's like, well, you didn't really know that the Starks for like a long time, they fucked over, you know, uh, a bunch of different people. Like, like there's, how oh, about you, when the the first episode is like, they kill the kid, they push the kid off the building, and by the end of the series, those people are heroes. Yeah, I'm like, how the fuck does that happen? Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> yeah, you 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 know, it's like you hate these families for doing these things, but yet these families, all they care about is themselves. They care about the family name. It's like, yeah. would you do anything different? It's like the things that call into question. Sons of Anarchy, are, same way. You couldn't figure out who to, who was the good guy and who, who was the bad guy. For? Yeah. Uh the uh the best one right now is Succession. 
is one of my favorite ones. Everyone's like, ooh, I love Siobhan. Ooh, I love him. I'm like, oh, well, Siobhan's a piece of shit, you know? <laughs> or or this person's a piece of, like, you cannot root for any of these people. You can't root for anyone because people are afflicted with doing bad things. Morality, bends, and all of these things happen. That what That's what makes for a compelling ass story. It's like Mike Tyson is so interesting. You want him mm-hmm. to be the bad guy or you want him to be the good guy. You don't really know. Now he's on this philosophical thing. It's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is he a raper, a killist, or is he the reincarnation of the Buddha? Right. Who knows? You know, it's like, it's, these are, this is why I'm always middle on everything, Sivan. It's like mm. why I, I feel as though I've never figured anything out. And I'm just constantly questioning everything because the moment that I start to think, oh, this is the way things are, is when I'm led down some sort of ideology that I just, I will, I'll regret, I'll regret being behind. Um, how about wow. Omar from uh, The Wire? I, you know, I didn't watch The Wire. You're gonna hate me for that. There's these two shows that I would recommend. Oh, oh uh, he was a he was a, a gangster. I've heard nothing but good things about The Wire. Yeah, the he was a gangster who wore a trench coat and carried a shotgun in his trench coat, and mm-hmm. he was the hardest dude in the show. But he was also gay. I fucking loved that was my and when he would come on the screen, I'd like almost come to the edge of my seat. And there's another show you should watch, um, Deadwood. If okay. you're an artist and a creative person, you should watch Deadwood because a lot of that fucking show is written in iambic pentameter and it will fucking Whoa. blow your fu- Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that and it will wow. blow your fucking mind. Like a Shakespearean Dude. fucking... Un-fucking-real. Okay. You, you will be so sad that both of these, The Wire and Deadwood, are such short series. You will be so I, sad. I, I got to tell you, I like it. You I do? I like that. Yeah, I like that okay. they ended it. Um, just like... Uh, What's the show? Uh, Ozark. Oh my goodness. I Here we fucking... go. Look, Ozark, yeah. the story arc yeah. slam done. We're done. It's over. They knew that they were going to do. Was it four seasons? They knew. I thought the it was start. seven. It was six and a half or seven and no, a half. Seasons. No, Ozarks. No, Ozarks? no, 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 no. It was I four. Say it was... I'm going to say four. Okay. I'm going to bet Caleb, seven. Caleb, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost positive. It's four. Seven and seasons. It's going to end up being slam. five right down the middle. Uh, just while, while we wait for him to, Oh, Okay, good. Four seasons. Okay, so oh, is it? Wait, wait, yeah, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. yeah four they, seasons. They, sl- dude, they're like, we know we're gonna start here. We know we're gonna end here. We okay, then maybe it took seven seasons. years to come out. Give me that. Give me seven years it took to come out. Okay, fine, fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> 17, 18, 19, but 20, 21. True 22. Detective season one. Okay, opens the story, closes the story. It's over. Yeah, that series went on. They started different story arcs and different shit. I didn't even watch it. That's one of the greatest First one seasons. Great. That is one of the greatest seasons in television history. True. I love shit where they just end it. Just end the shit. I don't mm-hmm. need any more. End it on good note, and and we'll always remember you for being the great thing that you were. How about Sons of Anarchy when they fu- he kills his mom at the end? That was fucking nuts. I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy, but I oh. saw that that last episode where he, yeah, he didn't kills himself. Any. You didn't miss anything. Hey, um, I, I got some bad news for you. What is it? So just relax. Could you could you play the clip? I just saw this today, and I I, I don't know if a lot of people know this. Um, uh oh. But there's actual live video of it, and I wanted to show you guys here on the Seven Podcast first. Uh, you recognize the character? Uh, for Mario. those of you who have a, uh, you know, like are very emotional, you might want to just brace yourself for this. Here we go. Oh boy! Action. All the days became so long. Sorry, guys. Did you really Very sorry. <laughs> Very sorry. 
it, it's it's uh it's not funny, oh, but uh, Zach, Zach is that's how some yeah that's how some men process hard things. Zach's a big man; it's hard for him to be in touch with his emotions, so he laughs. But um, Mario was uh, I mean, for a lot of us, he was huge. Oh my God, <laughs> he was he was huge. Um, six hundred and fucking twenty pounds. What I mean, have you do you, do you have you ever taken performance enhancing drugs? Me? Yeah. No. How is how can I didn't even know that was possible unless you were on drugs to deadlift six hundred six sixty six sixty is my best. It is. Yeah. Is there a video of it in here? It's on there somewhere. Them. You run this motherfucker. They can't stop you on a fucking Tuesday. How are they going to stop you? How the fuck are they going to stop you? Get up off the fucking couch. Look at yourself in the mirror and just spit at me. Fuck you, you cocksucker. I'm going out there to get what's belonged to me. Fuck. Hey, well, how much did you deadlift the very first time you deadlift in your life? 435. <laughs> I deadlifted 95 pounds the first time I ever deadlifted. <laughs> There was a guy at some Globo gym who's like, "Hey, I was like, "Hey, could you teach me how to do that?" He's like, "Sure, put ninety five pounds." I remember the, the day. Over. I remember the day I did it. I didn't even know like I I'd done cleans in college and in high school and back squatted a bunch and like I just I'm built for the deadlift, Savon. First off, that's like the only thing I'm good at, like objectively pretty good at. Um, and I didn't understand the deadlift because I'm like, dude, my knees are in the way. Like I'm going to scrape my legs like so super weird. So the, this CrossFit coach taught me. And one day we just deadlifted. I had done some cleans before that. I did, and I just kept going up in weight. It was fucking crazy. It just, I kept going and I got to 435 and everyone's like, what the fuck? dude?" <laughs> and then like hey, about, are you going to end up doing 700 pounds? No, dude, 660. I was sore and I was like fucked up for at least a week. CNS what do you mean fried. fucked up? Like neurologically, like twitching yeah. and shit? Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Oh my God, there's steel fucking plates. I don't they know why that matters, be. but it scares they me. They have to be at that point. Because they don't <gasps> fit on the bar? Yeah. No way they would fit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Damn. How much do you weigh there? Like 250 to maybe. Yeah. Oh, you're just a crumb. Okay. So what happens after you do that for a week? Dude, I couldn't look at a bar. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I just did like, no, it was weird. It's like, I didn't even want to like touch a barbell. I felt so fucked from it. I was jacked up on like 600 milligrams caffeine. I was in this dude. That was like a 40 pound PR. And I was like going Damn. nuts. When I did just, you know you were going to go in there and do that? The day of we were, so I was at Nick with Nick bear and I was like, well, okay, I'll just do like a chest day with you. Cause I, I didn't want to interrupt. Like you, you meet up with these big names and you're like, uh, I just want to train with you, get some content. Like, I don't want to be a burden to you. Right. And he, and I was like, yeah, man, he, he's like, well, you know, we could do some fun shit. Get, go heavy on bench press. Like, man, he's like, man, I thought, you know, you'd want to come in here and deadlift. I'm like, wait, you want to deadlift? He's like, yeah. I was like, let's fucking deadlift. He's like, all right, let's fucking deadlift. And then we just like did that. It's hilarious. Um, and then and, and did, did any part of you feel like you were big dicking him by doing that? Maybe a little bit. He's done 700 though. So. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. He's yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy that. And that's the guy that that's the guy that like runs 20 miles too. Right. Yeah. He was, he's a big runner. You know, the thing is uh, the, the, the thing about like, Fuck seven hundred. Yeah, the thing about these big like 
these big names, like I actually know a lot of people that have pulled over 600, like a lot. Like Dylan, my the guy that I hang out with and, and train with like every day. He pulls, I can't believe he can pull how strong easy. he is. He snatches yeah. like a freak. Yeah, yeah. he could pull 600 easy. We've, we, I've pulled 600 with him like three or four times. And so, yeah, he's just, he's just built for that shit too. I don't know. We just, <laughs> um, I, I also wonder if somehow working out with strong people, like it just, you see other people doing it and you, it becomes possible to you. Yeah. Which is why it's amazing sure. that CrossFitters can do what they do because like they're never training with actually strong people, you know, like they're it's I, I, what I love about CrossFitters is that they're gamers. You know, they can, um, they can like just when it comes time to be, they're like, all right, you guys got to snatch. Here you go. And then they just like use the crowd and they're like, oh, I just PR'd by like 10 pounds. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You know, like Brent, I, I'm pretty sure Brent, when in that snatch event, I don't know if it was, it wasn't last year. No, it was, ago. yeah, it was a while ago. In that snatch event, like, I'm pretty sure he didn't snatch that heavy all year. Like mm-hmm. ever, not even close. And like knowing him, like if it's, a, I'm pretty sure it's a and good day for snatch? him. He snatched 300. I think he no, snatched 290. Oh, 290. Yeah. And like a good day of snatching for him, like a really good day is like 275 or 280. Mm-hmm. But like regular day is going to be right from 245 to 265. And that's really good. That's really strong. But he's able to just go after like a whole week of competing and just be a psychopath and do 290. Like that's why I love CrossFitters. They're yeah. gamers. Yeah. You gotta be yeah. just like a fucking yeah. gamer and a weirdo. Yeah. And there's too much calculation in weightlifting sometimes. There's too much calculation in powerlifting. It's just like these guys need everything to be set. Their program needs to be perfect and dialed for the right moment. A lot of people don't have that thing in them that's just like, fuck it, you know? And that's all CrossFitters have. <laughs> and it's awesome. Um, um, um play play uh Caleb, can you play that piece about the power, the powerlifting, how they're letting um uh um dudes enter? Women's powerlifting. Do do you think? Uh, the, here's the thing. I was thinking. I was thinking we're never gonna have a man enter the women's competition in CrossFit because it's just too hard. Like you could do it. You could do it in powerlifting, but you just can't do it in CrossFit. It's just too too much shit going on. Okay, here we go. Here's the thing. But USA powerlifting must let transgender athletes. Com- that that's meaning uh, people who like are born one sex and switch to the other. That's what transgender means. Um, but USA powerlifting must let um uh transgender athletes compete in women's division after losing discrimination case. Oh, I wonder if they can compete the other way. Like, could you be a woman and just get juiced to the gills and, and enter the, the men's? Men. Don't hear a lot of that, that happening. Anyway, how do you, do you, do you have an opinion on this? I know you said it was beat. Uh, I know you said it's been beat. To well, death. I talked about it with Leah Thomas. And one of the things that you had Leah Thomas on your show. No, no. I talked about it oh, with, oh, with oh. her, with oh, her, oh, oh, oh. you know, and with him, me, with him. It, like if you look at like a no, it's just a numbers thing. Like the like I have an involvement in swimming in that my sisters swam. Uh, I'm basically like I grew up in a swimming family, which is like swimming is like a very cultish thing. It's very, very serious shit. Sw- the swimming world is, and to be a national champion, let alone make it to NCAA finals. Uh, like the final heat of the NCAA championships as a female, it's great. Is super hard, super fucking hard. And one of the things that there was a uh, if you pulled up this video, um, Caleb, I, I think you might be able to pull it up. But there is a there's an article being like 
Leah Thomas, you know, sadly got 11th place in her 200 meter. She was ranked first or whatever, and sadly got 11th place in the 200, you know, glossing over the fact that she won the 500, won it, and then first off, 11th place is fucking insanely good. And it's like you are elite. You have a potential to be on the greatest Olympic team in the in the world, which is the United States. Like this is nothing to scoff at, but they were you could tell that they were obviously trying to show that this hype around Leah Thomas being unfair was not really that unfair because because uh, of you know eleventh place in something or didn't even make the finals, you know. Like, oh, oh, that makes it so that it's like any less unfair, which is bullshit, which is what I called out. That's basically all I talked about on on my YouTube video. So in in this instance, it's like, well, you know, like, let's just look at the numbers. How did this person perform as a male? And then as a female, how are they performing? If there's a stark difference, there's something going on here. Like, we can't just, just don't deny the numbers. It's, it's a objectively, it's right there. There's no other argument, right? Then we, when we get into this philosophical or, you know, article, or we, we get into this argument where like, I think the, the, the waters get really muddied and um, it, things become more political and, you know, people are calling each other bigots and, and what have you. I think that's when it's- Or just even like, transphobic because how, I don't see it's transphobic at all to not want men into in, in, in women's competitions. I don't. I, I think that those people who say that don't even know what the word transphobic means. Yeah, I mean, that's that's just like everyone calling everyone racist when they- Yeah, just, so you're you know, trying yeah. to intimidate me when I just, when I would, I love partying with trannies. I don't have a fucking issue with it at all. It's one of my favorite things to do. I did it a shitload as a kid. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't, Enjoy a good tranny party. Hey, so, so like I saw some statistic that, that the fastest woman in the United States in the, in the, in the 400, that there's 500 high school boys who can outrun her. And when I see shit like that, and then, and then we, and and what's kind of interesting is to talk about this at the end of the show, because at the beginning of the show, we were talking about the importance of women's uh, finding, finding their way in a world where they can, they can fulfill all their dreams. And now you have fucking dudes shitting on them. It's just, it's fucking weird to me. I, I, feel, I feel like, I mean, did you see the boy in Canada, um, who, the 17 year old boy in Canada who got fucking arrested at his high school because he stood up for fucking girls, um, uh, boys using the girls restroom at the high school. It's fucking, so, it's fucking nuts. I just think that so much of the conversation is directed towards such a minor amount of people. You know, they take over so much of the space. And uh, okay, I see what you're saying. You're saying like that it's we, such... we want to like if we want to help millions and millions of women. Why is the conversation always about this fraction of a percent of people? Mm. Mm. And it's like that's again. I'm coming from this position of like I, I don't want to put any skin in the game. I don't want to involve any emotional thought into this shit at all. Right. Well, um, we maybe had, it's different for me because I don't have daughters, but right. I plan on having daughters at some point. You know, I, I, I don't we know. We had this you problem know. that happened in 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 um in California um recently. It, well, in, in the last couple of years, actually, I don't know. I don't know what state it happened in actually, but it, but it happened in the United States where there was a there was a a a boy who uh, was dressing as a girl and he went to high school and he assaulted a girl in the bathroom, and the school didn't do anything about it. They just transferred that boy to another school. 
And then fucking at that other school, he raped a girl in the bathroom. This happened, you know, last year or two years ago. And then when the father, it, it finally reached national attention because when the father went to the school board meeting to protest, they, fuck, they arrested him. It was fucking crazy. But you're right. Like, is it just a one off out of 350 million people in the fucking country? Yeah. I, and but 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 on the other hand, if it's it, you're, you're you know, I hate hey, you could use the cop. You could use the cop argument there. How many cops are st like stops and everything else? To, and then we focus on. Point. The, yeah, I was just like, going to say that. I was point. just going to say the and bad I do apple. fall on that side with the cops. I'm like, look, so what if cops? It's like, hey, it's the price we pay for look, having look, the, yeah. the bad okay. apple. The bad yeah. apple argument. You Fair. have to, you can't just use the bad apple argument when it suits you. You have to use it for everything. Mm. Yeah, know? that's that's a fucking great point, you guys. Yeah, and I, I said, mean, look, the, and, and another thing too is like, Savan, you should yeah. kind of get on the uh, anti-cop train as a righty. Just saying, and you could have cop friends. That's fine, but like, there's a a whole structure around why the police exist, which is to. Uh, like enforce corruption and even more bullshit into society. Like if you actually look at the, the, uh, the, like how cops, like the reason why cops even had started in the first place and what they were actually supposed to uphold, this is back like, you know, almost centuries ago at this point. And then to what they are now, I see them as like this bureaucratic extension of the government that has, it's like its own entity and they have complete impunity as you know agents to go around and fuck with people with with no recourse and like the like, libertarian mindset hey just get rid of the irs get rid of the cops just let it I, I yeah i mean i guess you could call it libertarian it's a little bit nihilistic my friend michael malice do you know who michael malice is no so he he was just on rogan like this week um i went to his house for chris's birthday that's a crazy name michael malice yeah crazy he's he's russian descent great guy oh um, I, I I know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, he he's a nihilist. And some of the things that he says, he's like on the same head. Like, you ever seen the thing mm. where it's like leftists and righties, like they end up meeting? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, that would be, that would be like hating cops and shaking hands. Like leftists and very right people should, should all hate cops. Because cops are just an extension of big daddy government, you know? And they're just like this bureaucratic disgusting at its worst the cops are literally the worst fucking thing ever right and i think they're and at their best and at their best they're the best thing ever they're the best yeah because it's like right. dude how fucking crazy is it that something bad can happen and you call an agency and they come to save your life right. like on the fucking phone dude like i think about it just like that that's insane and that's amazing i don't want that mm -hmm. to go away but it, but it's it's nice to be able to call that into question at some point yes, if it's yes. being abused, which it is. It needs you know? accountability for sure. Yeah, yeah, the court system is just a money making like. Oh, like the nothing, court system is nothing, fucked. Yeah, and revenue okay, generator for an the extension. State. It's like what can ge generate revenue for the cops? The court yep. system. Yep. Like yep. what? Um, no cases actually go to court. They're all like paid for or absolved or like you know there's there's always some sort of settlement like i'm talking like if you've been to like county courts or whatever you just walk in like nothing actually goes to a jury trial it's right. always just here's the cash exchange yeah mm -hmm. yep. here's the mm -hmm. cash exchange go it's see like, the teller yeah yeah there's nothing yeah go see the teller there's yep. nothing different i mean the judge is like hardly involved and, and and there's nothing different from like the way that the 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 it's like a a branch of that is the cops and so that's why it's like it's interesting to start kind of questioning that a little bit. 
I know. I, I I agree with you. Also, uh, um, there was an Aussie lifter who was trans at the Olympics. Uh, New Zealand, New Zealand. For us Americans, it's the same. Yeah, sure. Uh, Dark Lord Revon, uh, Zach, I love what you do. Sevi, keep up the sick collabs. Thank is you. Thank a, you. Is this a collab? Sure. Why, why were you on um, Chris's podcast eight times, and do you hold the record? I think I do. Um because I'm a good friend. And so sometimes things will happen. This is, he uses me sometimes. Um, that's nice. I like being used. Yeah. So two, two or three times I've been on just like, Hey, here's my guest, Zach calendar. The other times it's like, Hey Zach, there's some topics I need to talk about so I can make clips. Will you be a guy that I can bounce shit back? on? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he'll be like, we'll pull up like five, six, seven different co- topics. I'll literally sit in. This is my studio faces this direction his studio faces this direction we have one wall in between us so i will literally sit here and i will talk on his podcast as if i'm not in the same fucking building as him oh yeah. can you hear what's going on in his sometimes, room yeah yes <laughs> not, wow. and we're on the sometimes we're on shows we're doing shit at the exact same time the mic can't hear it but i can hear it you know through through everything it's pretty funny where is he now i'm gonna text him when he's, we're in, off. he's in vegas he's doing uh a video with or he's doing a podcast with alex hormozy Ah, oh. we, we tried to get Mr. Hormozy on. Is Hormozy in, um, I thought he lived in Newport. No, he's been in Vegas for a while now, I think. Yeah. Good tax laws there. And then also he can live wherever the fuck he wants. Are you happy with where you live? I love it. I fucking love it. Have I you ever lived in California? No. Do you want the, to? The socialist state that is California. Savan, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? You promoting that shit? We're recruiting. I mean, fuck, dude. If you have money, it's a fucking great place. I mean, yeah, dude. Like the crate. Where do you live? In Santa Cruz. So is that one of the places where it's like, ah, what a beautiful 72 degree day it is today? Yes. And like literally 300 days of the year. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is worth all of the money in the fucking planet. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Oh, I wonder how come. And it costs oh, you all your I, money. I have his Chris's. Does he have the same phone number? Maybe. Chris Modern Wisdom. Here, I'll. T- he. I said. I asked him, dude. This is so fucking. He's such a go. He's such a go getter. I kind of. I get his newsletter, and of um. He, he of all the people that I've ever come across that I've watched in this last like five years, he's one of the biggest go getters I've ever fucking come across. It's kind of fucking maddening, dude. Like, imagine living a, with the fucking guy. What? Imagine living with the fucking guy. I, I'm literally like, I gotta go. I gotta do something. Chris is doing something again. I gotta fucking do something. Like, I gotta make a video here. I gotta do that. You know, it's like, I gotta get a sponsorship for this thing. I gotta. It's like fuck. he doesn't have kid. He doesn't have kids, right? No, fuck no, no. He because. Yeah. People say to me, I can't believe you do a show every morning at 7 a.m. I'm like, I, and I think of Chris Williams, Williams, Williamson. Williamson, yeah. And I think this fucking guy does a show every day probably, and then he goes and flies somewhere, and he's fucking getting sponsors, and he's doing newsletters. Like when my shit's done here, I, I go play with my kids for eight hours, and then I don't start again until 8 o'clock at night yeah, when, I, when I prep for my next guest. That's the fucking goal. You're living the dream, bro. You kidding me? Well, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm old, and so I'm parlaying all my life experience, you know? I made movies in 100 countries. I've done just crazy shit. I've been to all the continents. I've seen it all, right? And um, uh, I, I'm just parlaying that experience now that I'm 50 into a podcast career, I guess. I mean, I think uh, 
Dude, I'm trying to. Like, I guess I'm not trying to. I am. You just get to go fucking hang with your kids too. That's so great. Are you gonna have kids? Fuck yeah, bro. How many? You, are you gonna have? Uh, you think you'll have a family of four? <sighs> at least I would like to have at least two kids. Proliferate, bro. Yeah. How, there's how long? More, there's nothing more base than having children, in my opinion. <laughs> What's that mean, base? Base. It's like the antithesis of woke. Oh. God, have you heard that comedian, that skit where he says, hey, if you're going to have kids, you should consider uh, – and you're, and you're a Democrat, you should consider having a, a Republican wife if you want someone who wants to raise their kids. Have you heard that? Uh, no. Oh, it's a fucking great bit. I mean I come from a family of liberals and we all are very prolif- – like my sisters have three kids each. So It wounds always- me when you call me a righty. It hurts a little bit. I'm going to tell you. Because you, you are though. It hurt. It's it's oh, like it's, no. It's like holy. It's like it's like putting holy water on me. It, it really. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel. I. I seriously. I feel a little bit like a vampire. And like every time you call me a righty, like, like you're holding up a cross. Like yeah. Burns. Yeah. Yeah. It burns. Yeah. I. I really. Oh, wow. uh, I don't like it. Do you like that, Matt? Do you like that I've come on this show and kind of like give Savant a, a twinge of shit? I fucking love it, and right. I think I've I've watched his mind working now too. We're gonna have some interesting uh, conversations on our live. Do you think I'll hate him or I'll like him? You think I'll be like immediately get defensive when we get off, and I'll call you and I'll be just talking shit? What an asshole! Or do you think <laughs> I'll be like, wow, I fucking really liked him. He's cool. I think you're either, be like, no, I yeah. really liked him. He's cool. Because the whole either point way, of this, I'll is make a mark. You know, yeah. either way, <laughs> you already have. I'm gonna go inside and take my shirt off and see if there's like burns and like welts <laughs> on me and shit. This is what it's about, though, bringing people on so we can have conversation. No one just wants an echo chamber all the time. Right, right. Yeah. How about how about that video where in the beginning where you call, um, you tell uh, Andrew Hiller to eat a bag of dicks? <laughs> yeah, because I just like. Had you met know. him yet? No. I mean. Oh, we, that's we, great. Then. Yeah. We probably DM'd a few times and shit. It's like, and people were like, oh, my God, are you beefing with Hiller? I'm like, no, yeah, dude, I'm here. just being fun. Like, This is so good. Here we go. The bag. Oh, you eat a dick, dude. <laughs> Hiller, you can eat a dick. Awesome. Hey, how lucky. Hey, were you ever um at 16? Were you like um six foot four, 120 pounds? Were you ever that guy? I was six two. Yeah, I was like six two at 16 and like 170, 160. Oh, so you were never super gangly. I mean, I was, bro. You were? Yeah. Uh, and, and and you move good for a big guy. You you're not all you don't have any giraffe in you. You're not like a just a newborn giraffe. Where well, you that's have to, what like, people get call slowly. me. That's literally. Look at this. Oh, the giraffe! Wow. This, this is my shirt. Barbell oh, Apparel makes these. That's my favorite animal uh, too. Wow, that's crazy. Okay. I have a self. I want to show you something real quick. Hold on one second. Oh, this is good. Now we got a little show and tell happening. People call me the giraffe. That's why it's like uh, it's my thing. That's awesome. Too too, too tall for weightlifting. There was a famous graffiti artist out here in the Bay Area, Drafa, and he just would draw drafts on everything. So, and then Graffa. in jujitsu, they call me Girafa. That's this, this is a this is a self portrait I made of myself, and I was a giraffe. Someone take a screenshot of this. And <laughs> and hey, and then this is me, and my penis is a bird of paradise, and I'm trying to lure women with it. Like you see that? That's amazing. Crazy, that's, right? That's great. That's great. Holy shit, this is a good place to end the podcast. I think I'm feeling good about you right now. Okay, good. Good. I like how it's all tattered and shit too. Like it's been around. Got all fucked up. What medium is that in? That's just colored pencil. Oh. Uh, you had no idea. Nice.
I don't know where to put it now. Oh yeah, I gotta frame it. Right. On the on the floor, that's a good spot. Uh Mr. Zach uh Tellender, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, uh text me anytime. I don't keep my phone by my bed. Um, and uh you're always uh welcome. Uh I, I really do want to say that um you being on the show is it, it, uh, uh, touches touches me. Um, I was I was act- I don't really normally ever get nervous, and I was a little nervous because I wanted you to, um, I wanted to like, I wanted you to leave with good feelings. We want like, a relationship, like, like you accomplished something today. Yeah, and, it's great, man. Fuck, I love this shit. I could do this shit all day, you know. And and I liked it how you answered the phone yesterday. That really fucking warmed my heart. You made me feel like I was like a like a like a real like like a radio DJ or podcaster, like, look, I know people. And it just, it just, it was like double whammy. Thank you. Well, that's good, man. I I will, um, I'll definitely try and like send this out to my people to watch, like, cause I want people, you know, and that follow me to, to watch what you're doing here as well. So. And thanks for the energy you bring into the CrossFit space. It's killer. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to do more shit with CrossFit for sure. I definitely do. I love the, I, I genuinely like the athletes. Um, and, uh, like CrossFit training is sometimes really, really fun. So. Hey, did you get to talk um, with J Rod much? Nikki's brother. Yeah. He's cool yeah. too. I had him on the podcast. I really like him. Yeah. He's great. He's hilarious. Yeah. yeah funny guy. All right. Um, I will uh, see you around. Talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Later, dude. Ciao, brother. Thank you. I like what him a, a lot. Son of a bitch. I like him a lot. I like <laughs> him a lot. You know what's funny is I found their content just popped up in my like explore page and they have like the microphone like clipped to the beanie. And at first I saw it, I was like, what is this? You know, like you're almost kind of coming with it. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna not like these guys. And then I watched like 30 of their videos. And I was, hey, that's I was like, gangster. These, these Does that work? Awesome. Does it that works, work? It works fantastic. Mike on the beanie. Mike on the beanie. It's just them lifting, and it's cool. I heard him describe it in one of the videos I was watching of his last night, and he was like, "Yeah, it's like a partly a podcast, partly weightlifting uh, videos, and part like technique." And it truly is. They've kind of like have that triage of it, and it's really entertaining. Him and Dylan do a great job. A liberal used to mean someone. Uh, Bernie Gannon. Uh, a liberal. I wonder if this is uh, what's the girl's name? The other Gannon on the show. Katie. Katie. Katie I wonder if Gannon. it's related to Katie. Bernie Gannon, a liberal, used to mean someone who's open-minded. I agree. Uh, to make society work better. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Now it's more associated with grift and tearing everything down, even things that work well. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, Sevon, you need to frame that and put it in glass. Um, Agreed. Anyway, yeah, that was cool. Uh, yeah. uh, Hiller said that I would really like him, and he was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, he ha- I think he I-, I would like to dig into the fact it was interesting I, I do like that comparison uh, he-, he-, he really brought some uh, context to it I always say hey you know it was only 12 unarmed black men um, that were uh, um, killed in the fucking United States and you- in- out of 365 million traffic stops relative to how much violence there is you know committed by people with melanated skin blah 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 and yeah. he's saying he's throwing that and like hey we got to take the good with the bad and he's saying hey motherfucker like how many fucking trannies are raping girls in bathrooms right and you can't have it both ways like oh Savon, you're okay with fucking cops killing black people but you're you but for some reason all of a sudden when it comes to girl trannies and girls you got a problem with a handful of them getting fucking raped it's a fucking gnarly it's a gnarly yeah. argument he fucked me up I was like, oh, wow, okay.
I was going to give him some prison numbers, but, but in, in, in try to push back on it, but I do, but, um, I, I, I respect the argument. I respect the, the, it's not even an argument we were having. I respect the discussion contextualizing it. Hey, here's an orange next to an apple. This is why they're different just because they're round. They're not the same thing. Uh, Will Branstad, they do the same now with shows like full swing. All the golfers have those D J I lab mics on their hats. Oh, Mm. no shit. Wow. Yeah. It's an incredible setup. Yeah. It's a good little setup there. So beautiful records and redundancy. Uh, I'm going to take off my Louis and put back on my Tom Ford's. It is bright in there though, because when you lean forward, I could see like how bright it is off. Like, yeah, those screens. It's bright. It's fucking. It I, hey, I can turn off my light. I don't even need that. Um, because the screen's so bright. Can why don't you just turn light. down the oh. brightness of your screen? Uh, because I like it. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm I not like was, squinting. I thought it was bothering you or something. I think there's a lot of this too. This was a uh, the word I was looking for the other day when we were chatting. Chatting this. Uh. So Austin's the hive. Oh, um, what is it called when you learn something and then see it everywhere? The phenomenon is called Bader-Meinhof, a phenomenon of frequency of illusion. Like like the uh, criminal only the only sees purses and wallets and doesn't see, you know, birds and sunsets. Yeah, you never you buy a, a gray Honda Civic because you never see a gray Honda Civic and then after you buy it you only see gray Honda Civics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like how and, 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 and the and the fucking algorithm doesn't help that, right? Oh, it pushes it. Yeah. Yeah. And then it makes you believe that, you know, oh, see, this is everywhere. Same with right. the news, though. And, you know, it's not even have to be the algorithm. It could be the news. They just perpetuate and then plant the seed about, like, these are the biggest issues that we're facing right now. And here's a ton of media behind it. And then they just pull back. And now you see it everywhere. Colton, hi. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, the media is good at that, Mr. Souza. Mm-hmm. The television. Uh, all right. It flew by with him, too. It's almost three hours. I didn't seem like that Vittorio, much. there's a difference between innocent children being raped and an unarmed person. I, 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 I totally agree. I, I, and it wasn't like a, um, it wasn't like uh a bulletproof I, he was he wasn't he wasn't like trying to shut i agree with you guys like i i think if we like me and him take that to an argument um i think me and him end up on the same side realizing like hey you can't fucking jeopardize women getting raped like regardless of any anything kids whatever but but um uh but it was just it was just the context of just adding some context to it but i i agree and, yeah. I, and I don't think i think he knows and it wasn't a comparison. I think it was a comparison that like there's a lot of interaction all the time, and what we're focusing on is kind of these anomalies and the bad parts that happen. Hi. Yeah, it's not as hi, prevalent hi, as you think it is. Hi, sorry to interrupt. Are uh, you able to take the voice to Oh yeah, what time? Um, they have to be there at ten fifteen. Okay, all right, I- I'll take them. Or do you want me to do it? No, no, no. I want to do it. I want to do it. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. I love you. Love you. Bye. As Bishop used to say, land the plane in the CF podcast. You, that's good. Uh, I was watching some of those recently. Some of the old ones. Hey, Savon, do you know if anyone's willing to pass me their pre-sale access code to buy tickets to the games? I don't. <laughs> but I'll read that if anyone wants to. Vital Vidal Para. Uh, go ahead and um, and get it. All right, guys. Uh, you know, I, I was actually thinking 
it might be interesting to do a show with um uh zach and um hiller and 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 andrew hiller i don't know how much zach wants to get here's the you know why i was prepared to take zach in some crazy directions that we didn't go in because I saw him in another podcast with that guy saying Finn saying he kind of wants out of the fitness space. But I also, um, wait, Zach, Zach wants out of the fitness space. Like he wants to start expand. Yeah. Zach Tellender, the guy who was just on. Yeah. That he kind of, that he doesn't want to just be in the fitness space. And so I was prepared to like go some other places with him. It was interesting that his roommate is Chris Williamson. And that was a true story when I was inviting Chris on. And then he had rules about what I could and couldn't talk about. I was like, fuck that. You're not coming on the show. Um, I, I do like the guy. Do you remember that guy? That was the guy I went on and he wanted to talk about raising kids mm-hmm. and he kept asking me to put things in lists. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I don't think like that. So I was struggling. Um, but then, but then when I brought up with Zach about, Hey, or what do you think about um, uh, men and women's sports? And he goes, don't you think it's been talked about ad like ad nauseum too much? And that, and he kind of didn't want to talk about that. But then what's interesting is then when we, when we circled back around to it, he did talk about it and he kind of had this thing that I liked that was like this Denzel Morgan Freeman thing around racism. Like if we don't talk about it, it might go away. Mm-hmm. It's like down to that Taoist saying, I don't know. I, I got to explore all that. I got to think about all that. I don't know if it works like that, but hmm. I fucking liked him. Man, he's uh, he's awfully sophisticated for 34. 32. 32. Yeah. Bring Alexis on even more if Hiller can't come on. Uh, nice, uh, Paulina. That was quick. Thank you. What did Paulina do? Uh, Max Thruster was uh, 240. Who's Max Thruster was 240? Oh, his? In that Zach's? video? Was that what it was? Uh, passcode viscosity, yes. Um, all right, guys. Uh, thank you. If you wonder what I'm going to be doing in 20 minutes, I'm going to be sitting there all wide eyed with my fucking heart, all warm, staring at my boys train jujitsu over with, uh, Nico and McKenna over in Santa Cruz, California, four miles from my house. Caleb will be eating something and, uh, Susan will be eating something too. Probably. Yeah. I'm going to jog to the gym. It's time to eat. You are. Yeah. Oh, it's badass. Is it raining at your house? Do you care no. if it is? You'll still be jogging if it's raining? Yeah. Why not? And you won't and you won't see anyone else out. Fuck no. <laughs> I get I get in that mentality. I was so I oftentimes will do this mile sled drag. It's like actually a 1.2 mile sled drag. This is before the barbarian stuff. I just have always done it. And so every once in a while. And when I started to see the people driving by, especially when they're just alone in their car wearing a mask, like driving, I was like, Yeah, you motherfuckers are in your car and I'm out here doing this and you need me so that way you could be how you are. <laughs> you need me. and I get in that goggins mode, you know, and you're like, I'm out here because you're not motherfucker. You're a braggart. You're a I braggart. got it. Yeah. Catch me outside, though. How about that? Yeah, catch me outside. I can't believe that's you. Okay. Uh, thank you, Caleb. Thank you, Sousa. Uh, we'll see you guys. Oh, do, do we have a live call-in show tomorrow morning? No, we have uh, John Anderson, I think. Or oh, yeah, yeah, time? yeah. Tomorrow's going to be fun. Okay. I don't have my calendar up in front of me. Yeah, this John yeah. Anderson. John Anderson, Adam Kramer, some disc golf stuff coming up. We got quarterfinals talk. We got Mr. Bridges back on the show. Oh, that's we have cool. an affiliate series on Thursday. Is that the guy from Chile? Is that the guy from Chile? The guy yep. from Chile. Yep. And then on uh, 
Friday, we'll see what comes up. Maybe a live call in in there. Maybe we'll plug it with the guest. Saturday, we got a live call in. Sunday, we'll most likely have a live call in. All right. Have another show tonight. All right, fine. God damn. We're making clips tonight. 